was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a nerd was peaceful, especially Ryan's PC mouse. The stockings were all hung by the chimney with care, with hopes of Ben's PlayStation 5 soon would be there. Brandon was all snuggled up in his bed, while visions of Dragon Balls danced in his head. But what to my wondering eyes would appear, but sparks were witty, and a whole bunch of kitties. He sprang to his finals and whistled with delight. My papers are done. Now let's have a great night. Holiday yeah. 2020, my bros. We are okay. here. That was great, Ben. That's so representative of me in this moment. <laughs> that was very good, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Cheer. I, I literally thought of the idea right before we started. I was like, this is actually pretty damn good. I was like, hurry, hurry. Yes, uh, as, as Ben said, this is our... 2020 holiday annual we do this every year uh if you guys are listening to this for the first time watching this for the first time we do this every year it's a little gift to ourselves and our listeners and audiences um we get dressed up in our ugly christmas sweaters and we uh exchange gifts and we do all sorts of fun stuff yeah and our holiday annuals have only been video recorded last year prior to that they were just audio but all of them are fun to go back and revisit specifically the one on youtube that's up right now our video from last year you want to just like some holiday magic from 2019 we were actually in person it's great it was was this year the sad thing about this year is that we could not be in person we did try to make that happen for this special alone but it didn't Um, not real bad (laughs) yep uh, we are at 0% capacity on our ICU beds. Fun fact. Yep. Ooh, Merry Christmas to us. <laughs> so we are here doing this virtually. And uh, uh, let's, let's, let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Yay. Friends, Christmas family. Time. I'm going to get got again. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> not gonna get got, don't worry. Wow. <laughs> every okay. every so, holiday annual Ben always gets gone. Yeah. Okay. So if this is your first time watching the holiday annual or, or even listening, this is also going up on iTunes. Yeah, or I was gonna say or listening. So the very one of the very first times we did this, I made the dumb mistake of Snapchatting uh, a Powerline t shirt from Target and I not only sent it to these guys, I also sent it to, to other everyone. Friends. I sent it to everyone as like, hey, if you don't know what to give me for Christmas, here's an idea. And it backfired because apparently both Brandon and Sparks saw this and like, oh, we know what we're doing. They got Ryan in on it. And that year, I got three Powerline t-shirts for Christmas. Ben, I'll, every- be re- ben I'll be real with you. There's a There's often moments where will be on the show and you'll say something and sparks and i give each other what i call the look the look uh-huh. that is just we've given each other that look we know what it means we're doing that for christmas that's so true <laughs> yeah so the next year was because i wanted hulk gray which i did eventually get but then of course brandon got me the picture of dorian gray ryan got me 50 shades of gray then sparks actually got me hulk gray and then last year i still have it they're right here actually are my uh, little horror, uh, what are these, rock candy? No, five-star Funko figures yes. of Annabelle the Nun and Jack Torrance. Now, you are got every year, but we have gotten other people. We got Ryan uh, the year after with My Little Pony. We did. Uh, I'm, I'm the My Little Pony expert on this podcast. <laughs> you got you with all the pops that you already own. Last year, yeah. Which I was yeah. completely oblivious to. 
Yeah, all uh-huh. but one. And then you tried to like fake another, and then, and then you were like, "No, but I really don't have this one." And then you did have that one too. Yeah. In <laughs> fairness, like... in fairness, I was pretty high. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben's Ben's pretty well aware of the, the scheme of things at this point. He kind of saw the horror Funko icons coming. And especially because we were doing this virtually, I've been pretty upfront with Ben that like, yo man, look, there's another present hidden in your house. Oh, God. I so, was watching, so so I was watching a movie last night up here in my in my gaming loft, and uh, so okay, yeah, so you Sparks and my girlfriend Fanny were like, okay, we gotta we gotta figure out where to hide this. So of course, Fanny's like comes up, and he's like, hey honey, can you like turn around? And because the way I'm fit, because the way my loft is, I can see the stairs and I can see my door, my my bedroom door. So it's like, hey, turn around and don't turn around. So I on her system, I turn around, I plug in my ears, I was like, just wait, sitting there waiting. And I was like, can I turn around now? I need to finish this movie. And now we're here. Spot on. Um, so speaking of gifts. Yeah, we usually what we do uh is that we do like someone you know, we go one individually and they hand the gifts to, the, to each person in the group. And that's, that's not how everybody, we, we did our gift exchanges. So Brandon has everything. I, I delivered off everyone to Brandon and Ben has everything in his house. You're uh, a personal Santa. Uh, yeah. I had to be for this year. That, Man, that worked yeah. out. Brandon, Brandon did the good uh, favor of meeting me halfway uh, today. Nice. Um, well, actually, I just want to let you guys know something. Unfortunately, you guys, you three specifically don't have everything yet unfortunately you well fortunately you three have more gifts coming problem uh, is mail sucks right now because everyone's right. backed up so when they do get you might have more stuff coming but i felt bad that you guys weren't able to open anything on christmas on today so i was like i got you a little something something oh don't ben it's it's a this was a wild year i'm happy to get literally anything yeah trust uh, me for uh yeah, for Ryan and uh, Sparks, you guys, that's like, I know it's like a joint thing is a bit of a cop-out, but I feel like both of you will highly enjoy it. And since you guys live together, and I know Megan's there, you guys are going to love it. In fact, since he's bringing it up, let's open Ben's presents right now. Ooh la la. Uh, Ryan and I will get started. I'm sure there's going to be some crinkly wrapping paper. I love the crinkles. Chris Crinkle. Crinkle, 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 crinkle. <laughs> um, Look at that, also, together forever. Oh my gosh. Try not, try not. Kind of underbarrel it. Look at that. Oh, oh! Hey, hey! We were just talking about this. this. Is great. Thanks, Ben. Oh, in this game. We were actually talking about this on yeah. the podcast for a bit. Ooh. Uh, I'm Ooh. I'm very excited to play that. I love bad boys. I love being a bad boy. I'm actually yep. super happy. Yep. So oh, that is ben. that is for the both of you. Because when I bought your original presents first, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I saw what they weren't gonna get here. I'm like, shit. I got right. I got Brandon's gift like two days ago so i i it almost was the same situation so don't worry bud i i, I knew i kind of saw everything going and i was just like if i don't buy these gifts now i will never be able to do this because oh, yeah. obviously unemployment extension isn't as in a thing right now so it was just like yeah. so i got them done early pretty as early as i could yeah. uh so i guess my turn ben gave me this little tiny yeah I, I apologize it's not my you still got another one coming bud i mean i don't care man uh, I was just happy that I didn't get more than three because I was like, if I got more than three, that means they got me with something. I got that. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. I, I really hope you like it. It's kind of sad doing this alone, I'll be honest, but whatever. Yeah. We're here virtually. This we're, is we're here virtually. Doing what we can. Oh, what is... Oh, okay. 
Ooh, this is a cute little fidget spinner. It lights up too. Ooh, I love lighting up things. Oh my god. Thank Can't you. really see it, so open it yeah. up. It's a so I, the. I got him a new fidget spinner. Fidget spinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, one that has it's it's see through, and if you spin it, it lights up. Y'all don't always see this, but ever since I started doing the podcast high virtually, um, I because you know I'm high a lot nowadays, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I uh, need I a fidget spinner. <laughs> uh, but I need I need a little fidget spinner to help me uh, keep focus while we do the podcast. Hell yeah! Yeah, this is really oh wow! Look at this. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! There's the Ooh. light. That's better. Look at that. Look at that. Take that to a rave. That's a Christmas. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's like you have like an EDM version. Have the holy jolly Christmas. Yeah, oh, thank you, dude. Well, thank you, Ben. You're, you're welcome. And once, uh, I mean, once the other your guys other oh, presents. Oh, there's other settings. Oh, <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh my god. But yeah. Oh, uh, there's more. Just red. Oh my goodness. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, the best best Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so glad you guys enjoy that. Oh, my, there's so many different settings. <laughs> just, getting Christmas and birthday presents for you guys is just so freaking hard. But I was I was when I saw the light up one, I was like, I think I'm pretty sure Brandon will enjoy this. Thank you. I mean, if, if, uh, my thought process was, if he doesn't like the fact that it lights up, he can always just turn it off and just have it be have another fidget spinner that's through. No, but I like, like, that lights up, which makes me happy. My current fidget spinner is actually a piece of crap, so you know, um, great. Okay. Before we go on, I did want to mention in in talking about like when we first got Ben and everything. If I could pick a single moment from pre-video days of Fake Nerd Podcast to have captured on film, it would be the moment that Ben was opening those Powerline shirts up <laughs> <laughs> because it was, it was so good. And I hate that we only have the audio. Yeah. Over. I wish mm. I'd been recording it on my phone. <laughs> we got him so good. You um, did. You got me anyway. really well. At, or you, you, that was, you got me. You got me hardcore and you've been getting me ever since. So even last year when I opened, I think it was Jack Torrance was the first one I opened up. I'm like, you bastards. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's in these three? Speaking, speaking of getting, why, do, why doesn't, why don't we, uh, who wants to go next so that Ben can open one? Uh, Ryan? Me? Would you like to? Sure. All right. Ryan, Ryan's gifts. Why don't you go ahead and find Ryan's gift there? I believe it's the red wrapping paper. It is the red wrapping paper. I've had the same wrapping paper for probably 10 years. No, you have, because every Christmas present you ever gave me was in this paper. Oh, yeah, baby. Do you, do you know what I like about it is that it matches your Twin Peaks Christmas sweater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's, yeah. and there, oh, wait. No, that's Twin Pines. Wrong movie. Damn. There you go. <laughs> I do love, okay, so. It's hard to see, but I do love how he wrote my name all over this damn package. Like this one. <laughs> I need to make sure you know it was yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. All right. Oh, it's a Funko. Wait, what? You mother! What? You son of a! What? I don't know. <laughs> what? Are we allowed to swear on the holiday special? Don't say the f bomb, but yes. Hoop nuggets. Rat best. You got me, Stephen King, with the red balloon. Of course. He's your icon. He's your favorite. You to have your guy. Everyone knows you love rat best. Listen, if there was a Joe, if there was a Joe Hill pop, I would have bought that too. I'm saying. 
Add it to your collection. Oh my god! How, where am I gonna put you? My bookshelf's down. Your, your 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 gifts are gonna be themed to your favorite icons. Okay. I freaking knew it. Sparks, <laughs> Sparks, do you want to go next? Oh sure, from Ryan. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. You know what? In all seriousness, this is actually a really cool pop, especially yeah. with especially with the book and the, he's holding the red balloon like an it. I, I yeah. will admit, this is really cool. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, man. You love that guy. He's your best friend. That's from me. I'm going to open the thing. I found this comic book and just read the back of it because I think you will love it. I read this the back and I immediately... Cosmo Knights. It's called Cosmo Knights. Mm. For this ragtag band of space gays, liberation means beating the patriarchy at its own game. Well, I am sold. This art is cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I found this book, and uh, I've never heard of it, and it's made by one person, uh, Hannah Templer. I'm like, I think he would like this book. So You're uh, probably right. Uh, expect future book club. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay, mine, Ryan, uh, big, big letters, Brandon. Oh, you wrote my initials on the back. I wrote BTM on the back. <clears throat> All right. Oh, that's right. You haven't watched the video before. Probably my favorite gift, if I'm being honest, huh? that I got all of you guys. This is a really good one. Uh, and you're going to have to show the audience, of course, but I want you to read it first. How'd you end up, how'd you learn how to wrap a shirt? I, I surprisingly, uh, I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> what is it? What is it? Don't keep me in suspense. <laughs> it's a It's good. <laughs> Holy shit. Listen, the mummy? More like the daddy. <laughs> oh, boy. Where did you find that? It was like a one-day... I, I found it on, on uh, Twitter. And somebody okay. was like, hey, this is like the one day it's on sale if you want to get it. And I'm like, absolutely. Oh, so it's like, yeah. one, it's like a T-Fury. It it's like the one shirt per day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, love this. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I, he showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh, absolutely! That is yeah. so good." Uh, I almost got, I almost got one for myself, and I'm like, "I'm, I'm gonna get one for you." Uh, it's, it's such a good shirt. It's this so is amazing. Good. Thank you. Yeah, that's like, uh, that reminds me of how like I, I almost bought that Godzilla says say no to drugs yes. shirt, uh, but I was like, so much more right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> exactly. That exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is it's got Brendan Fraser doing a smolder. It's oh, so boy. good. I love that shirt. I think it's incredible. Yeah. It's great. Thank you. Of course. Uh, Brandon, do you want to go next? Sure, Ben, open your gift. All right. Ben, uh, that is the Black Santa right, uh, wrapping oh, paper. Yeah, because yeah. I, I saw it. Because this one's from Sparks, and this one's from Brandon. Wait, yep. Sparks, didn't you open yours from Ryan yet? Or? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was the, the, the comic, comic book. book. Oh, the, the, the comic book. Wow. Man, I have a shirt. I'm what? not going to tell you what it is. Oh, I know you're not going to tell me what it is because I have a feeling. Mother! You son of a bitch! Oh, it's the Barnes & Noble exclusive one this time. <laughs> it's exclusive, Ben. It's important. Um, uh, you rap at <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess. So this one, all right. So this one, it's, Stephen, it's another Stephen King pop, the Barnes & Noble exclusive, but he's bleeding but he's got the pig's blood on him like in Carrie, right? Yep. Uh, you son of a bitch. Man, look at that. 
Got three. The number one Stephen King fan deserves the number, the one and two Stephen King pops. Okay, so it carry Dark Tower. Oh. I, don't know. I, don't know. I think phone you're phone. assuming that's 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 another pop. It's 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 your favorite icon, so you know it's it's not saying it's a Stephen King pop. If it's Pennywise, I swear to God. Uh, Ryan, this is from Brandon. Oh, gifts! I like this tangled. Oh, you wrap really nicely, by the way. Oh, thank you. Oof. I, feel I, like... I, I do the I do what uh, Liam Neeson does in Taken in the beginning of Taken when he's wrapping the gift. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna have to Google that because I am the worst rapper in the world. Uh, me too, bud. Hey, it's my guy. It's my boy. It's Mr. Victor Von Doom. Oh, let me get this tape off. Ooh, Victor. Infamous Iron Man. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Thank you, Brandon. I love it. Dr. Doom's great. He's a great comic reader right now. He's a glow in the dark one. Oh my god, it's gonna match my Swamp Thing Moss one. Beautiful. Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. Ooh, baby. Yeah, that's oh, an awesome one. I love me. Uh, Dr. Doom. I, I saw that. That that popped up in the previous catalog. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then he was like immediately checking it with me. He's like, you're not getting this, are you? I'm like, <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. I'll back off. <laughs> I love it. I, love I it. did get you a backup gift, but that's going to be for, for your birthday now. Oh, good. Cool. This is from Brandon. So I will... Rip her open. This baby. Oh yeah, we love boxes in this house. Do 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 do. Oh, Brandon, Box you baby. made a full set. <laughs> I did. They're not gonna get it. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so this is a this is a really cool. It's hard to see. It is uh, with the green screen. It's, yeah. uh, this is Cell doing the Kamehameha blast at the end of the Cell saga. Oh, um, is it a conjoint? On my birthday, Brandon gave me the Gohan one of this. Oh. So now I have both. And, oh, uh, yeah, and yeah. I can have them facing off with each other, which oh, is awesome. The final command. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you also, if you get the Goku figure, you can take the Goku figure and put him behind Gohan doing the thing. If I uh, had known that, I would have gotten him too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that out when it's on the back of the gohan one that i found that out um but yeah this is really really cool these are nice little they're very they're, you know they're this big but they're they're very detailed and they look really awesome and that's one of my favorite moments in all of the series absolutely so this is very sweet thank you very much you're welcome oh, man playing off the birthday gift too what a <laughs> what a card i had <laughs> i bought them i bought them the same time i was like birthday christmas birthday christmas <laughs> yeah Okay. Uh, well, let's let's uh, take care of Ben then. Ben, why don't you open your uh, gift from me? You're never gonna guess what it is. It's a surprise. We tricked you. That's how we got you. It's not three Stephen King pops. Oh look, it's Stephen. Oh, it's oh, it's just normal Stephen King this time. Look, buddy, there are four Stephen King pops. You know how hard it was to track them all down. <laughs> yep, it's regular Stephen King now. Look at that, look at that handsome man. Classic. Classic. Classic, Classic. Stephen King, so I got... I, here's the thing. I had, I bought all three of them uh, for all of us uh, months ago. Like, yeah. I've had them since oh. July. Oh, you were planning this. Yes. Oh, good yeah. God. Good lord. I was like, they're coming out with Stephen King Pops. Are there three? Yes. Okay. That's what we're doing. Are these the only three that came out or are there more? There's a fourth one. But there I, is I, one more. 
uh, that is his character from the most recent bit film. Oh, oh yeah, that, okay, okay. The pawn shop guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah the pawn shop dude. Yes. Wow. So you're welcome. Now go find your real gifts. I love it because Ben will have people over and they'll see three Stephen King Funkos and they'll be like, wow, you must really like Stephen King. And he'll be like, I... We don't have time to talk about the story. Yeah. <laughs> no, because not only will they see... Oh, man, that's god-awful. I'm sorry, Stephen. But not only will they see my three... The, oh, that's better. Thank God. They see, they'll see his three Stephen King pops and then they'll look at my bookshelf and there's no Stephen King books on that bookshelf. Okay, Ben, do you want your real gifts? Yes. Okay. Uh, can you go to the garage and inside the white cabinet where the dryer fabric sheets are, you'll find your real gifts. <laughs> oh That's where you hit it? That's where Fanny hit it. Oh, all, right, right. Right. all right, you go take care of that. We'll, we'll chit chat. Now we just have to wait for him to get back. All right, hi audience. What's up audience? How's it going? Hey guys. I so hear you. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm glad he said that. Um, <laughs> Emma immediately climbed into the box that your figure came in. <laughs> Look at that girl. I'm just instantaneous. <laughs> That's so cute. That's I like your good. I like your fireplace background. Thank you. Yeah. It goes really well with the snow background that we have on the on the stream. Yeah. If uh, the green screen had a little more room, we could have done like a like a half like a half world. Mm -hmm. I really I really like uh the Stephen King Funkos. Yeah. Back that looks yeah. really nice. That's a nice little. We did it. Well <laughs> we done. We did it. That's Ben perfectly. <laughs> I just when they when they when those were announced, I was like, I just I gotta. I think I bought I bought the the Barnes and Noble one. He was with me when I did it, <laughs> <laughs> but he okay. didn't see me do it. Yeah. I love I love that this the the cell figure the Command Mea Blast comes with like a variant where you can put it on. So that it's like it's it's a version where it's smashing into the other one. All right. Oh, that's so cool. From All right, Ben. Go ahead and open your real gifts. That's from all of us right there in the package. From the boys. From the boys. Not not homelander though. Ah, here we go. Well, you gotta knife it. A box yeah. and a box. Scissors. For the tape, really. What, what, do you, what do you think it is, Ben? You have any idea? Uh, I don't know. Good. I have no idea. It's Stephen King. <laughs> it just is Stephen King. <laughs> He's like, hello, Ben. I would be surprised if you were able to fit a 70-some-year-old man in this box, and he just probably goes, hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> a portal. If there were any man you could do it with, it'd be him. Yeah, true. Oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff in Oh! Oh, shit! What the hell? Holy what is this? What the fuck? This is what? Hoping that's going well. You got me the... Oh, my God. You got me all three of them? All three of what? The Tiger Electro... Oh, yeah, because I'm stalled as bitch. I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It's actually more specific than that, Ben. Um, you, you specifically mentioned on the show when you were talking about Tiger Electronic Games how you hate Tiger Electronic Games. <laughs> wow. Which ones did you get? I got the X-Men 1, Project X. So you got Wolverine, Cyclops kicking ass and taking names right there. Of course, my personal favorite, uh, or, or one of my, pers my, my personal favorite video game character or fictional character of all time, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Not and one or two. Forget those guys. 
Yeah, not one. Well, I mean, it's funny because they never made a Sonic the Hedgehog 2, two one. They made a Sonic 3 and then a Sonic 3D Blast. I had the 3D Blast one as a kid. And Transformers Generation 2, which is when, uh, wow, these are holy crap baskets. Remember how I told you about the look that Sparks and I give each other? Yeah. <laughs> when you said how much you hate Tiger Electronic Games, we looked at each other and we go, well, that's it. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, All right, Ben. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, Brandon, why don't you sure. uh, go ahead and open your gift? It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> we actually went in size order uh, for the gifts that I got. Oh, dang. I hope it didn't break it. In size order? I call it. In size? Oh, oh gotcha. I don't know where the hell I'm going to put these things. <laughs> You got me an Amazon box you shouldn't have. It's the theme this year. Okay, I can do this without tape. I'm a man. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Nope, you gotta open it. You gotta. That's how you do it. You can't. Why are you a nice human being? Because he's the best in the West. So he gave me a box, and there's a bunch of stuff in this box. A Gigan pin. Yeah! Ooh. I love him. Got, got a cool belly. From Mondo. Oh! Oh! I didn't see this. Oh, a Mechagodzilla pin. Oh, that's cool. From that's Mondo. Bad. It's hiding from me. Mondo's awesome. Mondo is awesome. The Complete Kingdom Hearts. So look, here was my logic. Uh, this, is, this is all of it, including three. And here was my logic. You have spent this year deep diving into things just 100%. And I'm like, what better time than for you to become a Kingdom Hearts fan now? You love Disney. Just okay. Funny enough, years ago, when I was with Brandon, because he still had his PS3, and Kingdom Hearts 1.5 collection was on sale, I bought it for him. It's like, are you going to play this? And he's like, yeah, he hasn't touched the damn thing. No, I know, I know. And I thought about this and I looked at it and I went, he's deep diving on everything else. Now's the time. So uh, he had everything all the way up to three. All I'll, let, I'll let you know when I beat Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Brandon, play <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts games in release order. Don't play them chronologically, release order. It'll make uh, yeah. much more sense. He, he's right. Also, uh, especially in video games, Brandon, you have just like plugged yourself in and welcomed yourself back into the world of video gaming and mm -hmm. deep dive on a bunch of things. So I was like, maybe, maybe this is the moment. Well, and if not, there you, there you go. It's you not exactly. You could honestly just play one, two, and three, and I'd be happy. Like you, even if you didn't play anything else. I, uh, I've always been interested in the franchise. It just seemed a little too difficult. <laughs> it, it's, it's, yep. It's, no, yeah. It's difficult narratively, not difficult to play. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not, like, it's not Dark Souls where it's, uh, it's, it's not like Dark Souls. You're fine. Well, Dark Souls doesn't really have a story. You kind of make, you kind of figure out the story. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts has a story. It's just super convoluted. This is not the only thing in the box. There's more. Oh, <gasps> my goodness. Uh, the Avengers PlayStation 4 video game. Nice. Thank you, sir. Again, I'll let you know when I finish Rise of the Tomb Raider. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, no hurry. I think uh, just from what I've played of the Avengers story, I think you're going to like it. And then we can also all beat up things as heroes. I'm, I like beating up things. And then he gave me a book called The Mammoth Book of Kaiju. Ooh! No. Uh, it's just a, it's a, just a big series of short stories about kaiju monsters. That's so that cool. Thank you. Yeah, I know you're not a huge reader, but... My logic was that Kaiju. it's it's just little short stories, so like you can just do bite-sized things whenever you want to go through the book. Yeah, thank you. I You're mean, I, well- I, I like to read. I'm just not a not a good reader, I should say. But that's but the thing I mean is like there's no pressure for you to like have to keep up with a big long book. Yeah. You you can go through just like 50 pages, and that's that's a whole story. I love the look of the book. Like it's all like yeah, cool. the, the, the 27 nails. Yes, yeah, I love really it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, man. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's a big box. Yeah. Ryan. Oh, Jesus! It's so heavy! <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. Uh-oh. Tape time. Huh. Yeah, uh, I had to tape your guys' box down a bit. Otherwise, they're going to just pop up. No, because there's just so much stuff in it. I'm scared. I don't even want to look. Okay, so this is a Rambi book called The Savage Shores. Uh, Rambi's like the dopest dude in the world, and I haven't read this book, so absolutely thank you. Uh, this was going to be bought eventually, so I appreciate you getting that. That's amazing. That's a, Oh my god, there's so much stuff in here. Oh my god. Okay. So there's the Dune graphic novel. Oh my goodness. Ooh, ooh. Oh, is Before that really... That's this is the... like a big ass graphic novel book. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, this is amazing. Thank you. Hey guys, I know nothing compared to it except Lord of the Rings. Arthur C. Clarke said. Arthur C. Clarke said about Dune. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Ah! 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 Hey guys, you know the X Men? Have you ever heard of the X Men? Those are characters I like, and he just got me this big ass art book. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Of the like animated the, show. I mean, these X Men right here. Yes, those X-Men. Oh, this cool. is amazing. This book is so big. Whoa! Sparks, you're the best. Sparks <laughs> is the best. This is amazing. Oh, oh God. How, how does Wolverine work? That's how he works. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much, Sparks. I definitely oh, man. had a really easy time with Ryan's where I just went, oh, that thing? Yeah. Yes, and this thing <laughs> as well. Perfect. This thing, too. <laughs> if, if you guys don't know anything about me, I don't buy a lot of things. Uh, I'm, a, I'm pretty... I buy comic books. And then I buy the devil's lettuce. That's that's basically about it. Uh, so I appreciate you because these are all things that I would probably never buy for myself except Snap Shores. So I love you and I thank you for this. I cannot wait to re- read all of this. This is great. Awesome. Well, thank you. Sparks. Yeah, of course, man. Um, I love it. Well, guys, that, that, over there? that pretty you. much does Christmas. Um, yep, that's a great Christmas. A lot of great gift exchanges. That was awesome. Uh, oh, uh, Ben, do you want your real, real gifts? <laughs> Freaking do it, you ass. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're in the ottoman in your bedroom. All right. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, there's my water bottle. I was looking for that. That's fantastic. All uh, all good gifts, I think. We, we did well this year. Yes. No, oh, man, I'm hella stoked about that Dune graphic novel. So, fun fact about the Dune graphic novel. Um, they accidentally sent me two, so now I have one also. Hell yeah! <laughs> and I'm not telling them. Good. That's the, that's that's the new one that Frank Herbert's doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's the brand new one that came out this year. Wow. Brand spanking new. Yeah. So, man, I'm reading the prequel book right now, and then I got the real book right here. That's amazing. 
Jesus, Hell yeah. How much money did you spend on me? I feel bad. I look I, like I told you, I've had those I've had those pops longer than July, actually. Because oh, I had those pops when before the coronavirus. Jesus. It's been a while. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna open uh, Ryan's first if that's okay. Yeah, my it's it's no. I didn't I don't I didn't have a lot of money, but this no, this was very, very okay. To be real, I appreciate all of this. I freaking love you guys. I thank you so much. I forgot what I got you. Uh oh. <laughs> so this one's from Ryan. Um, so I I call this I saw this online. Um and it was it was like tailor made for you. Um and it's a it's something made directly from somebody. So like I purchased it from them, not from like oh, a, well, that's uh, awesome. I, I think I think you'll 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 like the stuff. The little cuties. Enjoy. Love Ryan. Ah! Oh, they're pins. There's a little pin and a little sticker. A little pin. Oh, that is so cute. So there's an artist and writer named Cena Grace who wrote the Iceman comic. He's currently writing, getting it together. Uh, he's big in indie comics, but he's also an artist. And um, he makes Final Fantasy VII pins. Yeah, um, it's Cloud, so Tifa, and Aerith sharing a milkshake together. We got this adorable little puppy dog. That's like his like logo. It's like a little dog uh, reading comics. And then he gave a free little sticker, little cute Sephiroth. Look at that wink. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him winking. That is adorable. Now, one of the things I'm I cannot wait to get is um I can't wait to get a uh, like a leather jacket or not a leather jacket like a denim jacket so I can mm -hmm. um, put my because I have a decent collection of pins so I could put in pins and yeah. this one is definitely going on there. Yeah, I I saw that and, and I was immediately like, oh, that's that's definitely for bed. That's that so that is adorable. Thank you so much, man. Oh, that is that is so going on my uh, on my jacket once I eventually get it. All right, uh, this one is from Brandon. B dog. From B dog. Oh, I remember what I got you. It's a broken Funko. You know what? I would do that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> Trying to make sure all the. Ooh, Transformers! Surprise, this is Stephen King. Dead <laughs> Optimus Prime? Yes, okay, so let me tell you real quickly. So you, remember, you guys remember the Kenner toys, the, the three and three quarters Kenner, Kenner toys. They used to make Transformers ones of those, and, oh, and they've, been, they've been making them again. So Target had a limited run of dead Optimus Prime. Oh my god, what does he look like then? He's oh, just he's like, oh, wow. I am never opening this. I saw this that is... and I said, holy shit, the fact that there is a dead Optimus Prime variant. That is so cool. No, no, is... I this is so I when I was a kid and I saw this movie for the first time because we rented it from um a, it wasn't Blockbuster, it was video box, it was a mom and pop store, and we watched it. My brother and I were crying. Yeah, I just thought like, it was so ridiculous that there's like we we made a dead Optimus Prime toy. <laughs> no man, that, that yeah. isn't for kids who like Transformers. That is exclusively for adults who cried when they were young. This is this is for adults who love this. This might be a bad analogy, and I apologize, but this is some real Ray Player One shit right here. Where it's like I know that thing, I know that reference. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Though. Oh my god! Yeah, he's never coming out of this cardboard. He's staying on card oh, for the rest of his life. I am never opening you up. That is. I mean, it, it goes against my policy of never buying Transformers toys that don't transform. But I had to. Yeah. No, no, no. You know what? That I will say that is the exception. And it's also it's got the like the old uh, Kenner uh, lo logo. Well, it doesn't have the Kenner yeah. logo, but it's got the old. Oh, 
that is that is so rad. Glad you like it. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh god, Spark. there's two boxes. Sparks, why are you such an adorable human being? There's two boxes from you. I Sparks legitimately when I got into the car after I picked up all the gifts, I was like, oh thank God. Sparks only got me one thing. Psych! Surprise! <laughs> Why do you always assume that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Shoebox, you got your shoes. You go there. Oh wow, it's a, it's in a box. That's gotta, the thing. Gotta, you gotta work for your gifts. Yeah. I know I've, I've probably said the story every single time we do a holiday, but my parents used to wrap my presents in duct tape. So at least this time it's a little easier to get through. But holy, <laughs> I know this makes for some great audio. I'm sorry, audience. No, that's fine. If you watch my video, you got a sick rave going on. And now I'm pretty sure I just gave Sparks, uh, Brandon, and Ryan an idea for next year. It's like, yeah, let's wrap all Ben's presents in duct tape. Ben, I'm just saying you said it. Yeah, <laughs> you pointed it out. No, <laughs> We wouldn't allow my brother and I to use scissors. They're like, nope, you gotta use your hands. It's a Christmas present. It's a little cruel. It's a little cruel, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was. Also be doing it like through the whole special. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, special. You didn't. You got I've him a these online. I've been. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah! It's a it's a World Series champions mug of the Dodgers, but the best part is it's made out of a real baseball bat. That's hella cool. Oh, well, I've been wanting one of these. Oh my! I, okay, ever since the Dodgers won the World Series, my freaking Facebook timeline has been filled with ads of this, and I saw how much they were. I'm like, oh, that's a little pricey. Maybe someday, especially Honestly, with my mine too. I bought one for my brother. <laughs> Oh, you got uh, one of your Probably everybody's has been filled with those things. <laughs> oh, man. This is Hell so yeah. cool. Thank you so much. Thank so, you. So You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, insider baseball on that one. Uh, <laughs> ben and I, Ben, Ben, when he came to uh, give me gifts, um, I gave him a mug that he was supposed to have for his birthday that came late. And mm. super ugly, oh. uh, like super, super ugly. And it was a World Series celebrating mug that was supposed to have the signatures of the team on it. Oh, wow. And all the signatures look like chicken scratch. Um, oh, so, yeah, <laughs> so I felt bad about that. Uh, and uh, that made me extra commit hard to making sure that this mug came out amazing uh, for Christmas. So, because oh, I even- because I even sent a message to my, my friends that I go to spring train with every year, the Cactus Club. And I was like, I know these are pricey, but how cool would it be if all of us got mugs of all the of the teams we love? And of course, and since the Dodgers won the World Series this year, now I have my own that I'm totally gonna bring and just be like just sipping. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's really I'm, cool. I'm probably gonna drink out of this today. I am gonna be using this today. Thank you so much. Go Spot. downstairs. Get your real gifts now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> your mother. It's a new car. <laughs> It's a PS5. <laughs> it's a, a Nissan Pulsar. <laughs> well, this thing's got some heft to it. All right. So this is the last thing from Sparks. You glorious, beautiful human being. You. 
Oh, stop. All three of you are beautiful human beings. Uh, like Brandon got me this thing that I, of a series I do love, of a movie I really love. Uh, Ryan got me this that awesome pin that's going to go on. And Sparks apparently is like, I'm just going to go hog freaking wild. And you also got me Avengers. Nice. I did. I did. And here's the thing. Like, I didn't mind getting you more on top of Avengers. In my mind, Avengers is like a gift for us all to play uh, together, get to do that. So I was like, the comic book story of video games. Yeah, I, I really was shocked that you didn't have it. Uh, I checked I with him three times to be sure. <laughs> I didn't even know this existed. Neither did I. Oh, oh, guys, this art looks, this art looks great. It's like old school. Oh, oh man. What, what is what? It's a is it about comic it's book video games or it's what? about the history of video games done as a comic book? Oh shit, that's amazing. Oh, oh. she got Miyamoto. Oh my god. That's radical. Oh, okay. oh, future book club. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly. Yeah, I, oh. I came upon it, and again, like that was another like, well, obviously. Yeah. And then oh. I, it was so obvious. I had to like really affirm with Fanny, like Please. you just moved. You're sure. You're <laughs> sure you did not see this book. <laughs> oh, and of course the Avengers. Yeah, this is gonna be downloading tonight. Ooh. Kate, Kate Bishop's in that game now. She's real good. I just wanted you guys to have nice things. This year was shitty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Now, go down to the pantry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Lovey dovey gift exchange. You're all great. I, I love everything. That was shared here. This is incredible. Yo, man, yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a sleeping cat in a box. Like I don't Aww. like what else. Look at that cutie. Okay, I'm podcast look, time. Look, I'm really high. Okay, I'm actually not that high. Where the hell did <laughs> phone go? Brandon, I can't I can, find my I phone. Just, you look for it, and I'll lead us into the next thing. Oh, I found it. <laughs> okay. Great, you're so high. Okay, so um, the next thing really that we not. do in our holiday special is we talk about the Christmas gift that we would ask for today if we were little children. Mm -hmm. uh, what What is the things that are coming out right now that would spark our childhood passion uh, to to ask for of our parents? Um, anyone I, want? To first? I'll go first because even as an adult, I want this. And for a split second, I was like. Are they? No, they're probably not, because even I would say that was a little too much. The uh, Nintendo Entertainment System Lego set. Mm. Or, even, or even the current Super Mario uh, Lego uh, sets that are coming out right now. Um, even at, I, I know I am quote-unquote nostalgia's bitch, and... Look, I'll I'll will remove that title for me. Those Mario part, those Mario part, Mar Jesus, Mario Party Lego sets are really cool. They are. I have I have almost bought them a number of times. The only thing that has stopped me is they're always out of Mario, who you have to buy separately. Yeah, you have to buy a certain set to get Mario in, and that set alone is like sixty bucks. Yeah, evil. So, That's evil. But a lot Mario. of like expansions, like you can play, and they're like, remember, yeah. don't forget to get Mario. Yeah, but if I were, if I had more space, and if I were a lot younger, <clears throat> I would definitely ask my parents for Super Mario Legos. And the Super Mar and the NES uh, Super Mar and the Super Mario set because um, 
I mean, those toys, they just, I'm, we all love Legos. Just building is fun. And the cool thing about the NES one is that it moves like there's a little crank on the bottom. So you can actually put, you build the game cartridge, you build the console, you build the controller, and you build the TV. And you can put the cartridge in the controller. It actually moves down like a real NES, the original NES model. And if you had the Mar- the original little Mario, the Lego Mario, you could put that on top of the TV. And as the crank is moving, it'll play the dun 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 It'll play the song. Really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. intricate. It's really cool. So if I were a kid, I'd just be like, Super Mario Legos, these are the sets I need. And if I and I'll be a happy young little boy. Just I uh I do not mean to take away from that, but anytime anyone talks about like a new technology mimicking old technology and like it pulls the cartridge down just like the old thing would, and it's like, wow. <laughs> like like just the extent of it being such old technology, it's like, look, it's mimicking the thing the old thing did. Remember pushing down on a cartridge? Yeah, right. Uh <laughs> Ben, transition your power to me, because I also have a Nintendo product. Transition. Nintendo power. Oh, I actually, no, no, put your hands back up. I got a better one. Plum, plum, plum. That's what I was thinking. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I picked Mario Kart Live, which is oh, the okay. Mario Kart mm. game where if you're a, if you're rich enough, you can have your own house be <laughs> Mario Kart set. Um, none of us have enough space or the money because that thing's like a hundred bucks. But it's basically Mario Kart with an actual little uh, RC car, and you can have multiple if if you have enough rich friends, you can get all of them to, to get involved. You can have eight cars racing at once in your house or your big driveway or anywhere else. You have a lot of money in. It's a really really great device that just a lot of people are never going to experience and i'm just like hey if you can get that thing that looks so much fun you create your own racetracks you have gates you set up i've seen people like use the stairs and stuff and i'm like wow that's amazing um it seems like a really cool like fun video game that like one day i'll buy when it's half off and i have uh more space but that would be my choice kids that's awesome i've i don't uh brian do you watch the completionist on youtube at all i do i love that guy did you watch the his episode on uh, mario kart live not I did not watch that one yet. No, is it? Um, I don't even know how much of a game it is. He and there is a bit of a game to it. Um, I I will say after watching that episode, it is a bit of a gimmick. But the way yeah. that he made tracks throughout his op, throughout the offices is very cool. Because you're yeah. sitting there with your DS or, or or with the DS with your Switch or it's on the TV or it's on the TV and just driving around and seeing the barriers. Because apparently it works very well as long as you're, if you're within a certain range. But just like, because he made um, a racetrack with all the limited edition collector video game sets that he has with all the statues and the boxes. Oh, it yeah. looks really cool from like above. It's like, oh, this looks neat. But when you're seeing it from the cart's point of view, it actually looked really neat. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Like the cart comes with a camera too. So you have like mm-hmm. first person view. And I'm like, that's yeah. pretty sick. Um, and and if, sure you're playing, if you're playing uh, multiplayer, the People, even though people will always have like a Mario car uh, on your screen, they'll show up as different characters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure that's something that like they can like patch and make better over time. Um, even on Nintendo really doesn't as often to do that kind of thing. I hope right. they do. Um, it just seems like a really cool thing that like I would love to have if I was like 10 years old today. Yeah. yeah. And to end rich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually had a giant ass house and it's like, I can do stuff. Like you could like put all the presents and turn the, your presents and Christmas tree into a Mario Kart holiday rainbow road. Essentially. Oh, yeah. Otherwise I'm just using like, like the sidewalk out here and it's like all cracked <laughs> and, broken and I break the Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, may I go next? Sure. Um, I was thinking, what, what, what did I love as a kid? You know, I made little paper lightsabers 
Yeah, I, I, I loved lightsabers as a kid. I, I loved so much so that it like it still carries over now. I'm dying to make one at Galaxy's Edge. Me too. Um, so this is actually this is actually something I would I would like to have in a way as an adult, but certainly as a kid, they have now released a dark saber uh, toy. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, and uh, you know it's available online at Target. Um, and it, I love the dark saber. I've loved it since Clone Wars. It's in Mandalorian, so this is on the is on my mind. Uh, if I saw that dark saber toy at Target when I was a kid, oh hell yeah! Does it um does it extend or is it already extended? It's already because it's a lightsaber that you can play with. Uh, it's oh, already okay. out. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it's already it's already extended, and you know it, it's got the light up, so it's got the white rim and the black samurai sword ass thing. I was like, man. That's cool. Coincidentally, if they were to make a nice one at, at Galaxy's Edge, I would immediately go for that. Yeah, I, I'd figure out a way to get some money for that. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the the dark saber lamp that they made? No. Uh, Disney made like a, a dark saber lamp that's being sold, and so it's it's like you set it up, and it's the blade, and when you light up the light, it lights up around the blade, and that's oh. the light. Oh, that's that's cool. cool um yeah yeah so 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 the the other side of that like now me as an adult uh galaxy's edge they release like character lightsabers you can buy luke and leia's and whatever um if they made the dark saber one i would i would go for that that'd be that'd be very sick yeah that's awesome uh i have had a deeper desire and attraction to detailed figures uh as of late uh dragon ball sure uh, that's that's a pretty obvious one, but I think right now, what I'd probably be asking for as a kid, is uh, the upcoming and already released for a couple of them, Marvel's Legends of the X Men figures. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> my. Uh, that, that, is that going to be your recommended? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, definitely. So, so we can segue into the recommended with that too. Uh, the the X Men Hawkspox figures are pretty freaking cool. Uh, the and, legend, the and, legend set this this time is every single character is excellent, and the build a figure is excellent. Yeah, so I uh, I would have a hard time not asking for those. I think. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't know if I'd be reading that as a kid uh, necessarily, but mm-hmm. if I was, that'd be on my mind for sure. Um, <clears throat> I also, it doesn't exist. But like in classic child fashion, this is what I would do if I were like at the still believe in Santa, you know, age. I would ask for a black label figure of a current Boba from Mandalorian, the new armor, the clean. Yes, do give it literally uh, like a month. No, I know, yeah. I know it'll happen. Yeah, but it doesn't exist now. And yeah. I'm saying like I would wish, for, like that's what I'd want in this <laughs> yeah. moment right now. I want that figure. I they want have the a, yeah. Boba. Every now and then I look at the I look at the black figures and there's some uh, that I want like I wanted the Qui Gon way back when but they released a new Bo Katan that's got Katie Sackhoff's face it's not the anime face anymore and I'm like oh yeah. it's gonna be hard for me not to get that one. The black yeah. label figures are are awesome yeah yeah they're yeah. really cool I got a K two S O right up there hell yeah yeah a Boba Fett of that would be awesome. Uh, so so as Ryan was bringing up uh, our next section is uh, Christmas gifts you'd recommend to a nerd right now. Uh, Ryan's would be Hawksbox Legends. Yeah, figures. Um, it's it's Moira McTaggart who one has never had an action figure before, so it's crazy that she has an action figure. But it's it's uh, it's Professor X with the helmet, it's Magneto, it's the dope Wolverine, it's Jean Grey, it's Cyclops, like it's the whole crew you want. And they build that uh, that epic uh, uh, three headed uh, uh, tri sentinel from Hawksbox. 
Um, they're, it's just, they're all really well done and they all come with like little gadgets yeah. and stuff like the new features do. And like legends have just like for decades, just been getting better and better and better. And like, I always, I'm, I can never, uh, I'm never disappointed with a legend fine. I feel like maybe characters that I don't want, but like, they're always good figures. I always I, wanted the, I always wanted the cosmic ghost rider one. They released a couple years, oh, years ago sure. now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really want, uh, the Nimrod. And I'm like, man, I want that Nimrod figure so bad. Yeah. Yeah. All the X-Men line the last like two years since Hawk Fox started have just been excellent. Yeah. And the, uh, the, uh, uh, the language on the box is Krakoan. Yes. yes. Oh yes. Which I think is a really cool touch. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm still admiring this quality. That's fine. And that <laughs> looks, that looks really cool. I'm excited for my brother to get one. What what uh what's, what did you get him an Oakland A's one? Or? No, I got him that same one. Uh, oh, okay. He's not too much into baseball, but it's a really nice gift. So I was like, oh, he's in L.A., so he like he he, he said that I'm kind of getting into the Dodgers. So I was like, okay, yeah, get him that one. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll go next on a gift to recommend. So I'm pretty sure I mentioned um, One Up Arcade a few years ago, but there's another company that I um, that's actually has been around for a while. It's called Numskull, and they make something called the Quartercade, which is a one-quarter size, fully functional arcade cabinet. And this year, they came out with a special Pac-Man 40th Anniversary Edition. I've seen that at Best Buy. Yeah, so it's it's really tiny. It's only it's a it looks like a life-size arcade. It looks like an arcade cabinet, but it's only a quarter of the size, so it's easy to put in the house, especially if you don't have a lot of space. Um, the game works per- it's the original game it's not the nes version so it's not a rom hack it's the original pac-man game and the art looks great and it celebrates pac-man's 40th anniversary which was 2020 so if i it's something that i saw i'm like oh man that'd be really cool to have because i love um arcade art and i mean i'm wearing my neon retro arcade hat today because i'm missing arcades a lot of them because like that are hurting right now because the pandemic but just like looking in the room and seeing a whole bunch of arcades, arcade cabinets just lined up, seeing the art, seeing their screens lit up and the multicolor, um, like the pixel, the beautiful pixels of that. Of It's it's, it's kind of like a Christmas tree in a way. I, I know it says, it's going to sound weird, but it's just seeing those lined up or even being able to take one of those home. Cause I mean, a live one, a full size one is really big. It's bulky. Um, you have to take a lot of great, great care of it. You have to make sure it still runs. Whereas this one's, it's nice, it's small, and you're able to fit it in your home a lot easier than a giant. And don't get me wrong, the giant one, cool. But if you don't have the space for it, and you definitely don't have the money for it. These would be nice little compact for that retro fan in your life. Yeah, yeah, those are dope. Mm-hmm. For the nostalgia's bitch, you know, <laughs> nostalgia's bitch approved. <laughs> I like that. Can you get me a? Can you give me a clean slate of that? Uh. Approved by Nostalgia's bitch. He knows no, nostalgia because he's no, his no. bitch. No, do the do the one you just did. I just want Nostalgia's bitch approved. Nostalgia's yeah. bitch approved. Thank you. <laughs> Clean slate. I just want that. Okay, uh, Sparks, do you want to go next? Okay, I'll go next. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ryan, Ryan had it muted. I was, he was muted. Pulling up uh, wrapping paper, so I. Oh, couldn't. I see. Oh, uh, so you couldn't hear that. <laughs> I can go if you want. No, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, this is this is this segment has always been a little tough for me because I, uh, you know, I don't we don't I don't go out right now because I'm thinking like you know if I was at the toy store right now if I was at Target right now I would see someone be like man as a kid I like that or as a or as someone else like that most of the time it's just good for you guys but uh, what I think would be really great for a nerd 
today, uh, if you're especially one who likes Funko Pops, I think the Make Your Own Funko is a really cool thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can make your friends. You can make yourself. You can make um, anyone. Like, if you like Funko Pops, who doesn't want to be a Funko Pop? It's like a it's like build a bear, but for yourself. Right. It's yeah. like they also have like um, his and her getting married, so you can like have cake toppers as Funko Pops. Oh, that's cute. And they look like you. Um, <laughs> you can make yourself a superhero. Like I think it's a really cool just thing that you can do at the Funko store uh, for a friend or for yourself. And uh, yeah, it definitely uh, makes it so that like you can put it up there with all your other Funkos and be like, "Look, you made it, kid." Well, there was one, so for years, uh, and this kind of goes back to like years ago when we did our, um, when we were a Funko affiliate uh, way back when, um, we made Funkos of ourselves, Funko characters of ourselves, and we shared right. it, and that was our announcement. Um, and so like ever since then, I've always been like, I would love, just for us, a quote unquote fake nerd podcast line of Funko Pops. Right. Just just because I like, I like our own merch, <laughs> and I think it'd be cool. So my whole thing would be like, I want you guys, I want, I want to get one for all of you. I want to make those, those pictures that we did into Funko Pops. Can't do that right now. So sorry. But uh, that was like something that I've always wanted. It's just like, for sure. A nerd podcast line of Funko Pops. Yeah, that'd be rad. Could I, could I like have a Dr. Doom like cloak as on me? Or if, do they, like, do I... if they have one. Okay. Cause like, like if you, if you're like you're making a regular person, do you only get to do regular person stuff? No, you can make yourself as a superhero. Okay, cool. Because like, if like you want to be like a stormtrooper or like Superman or something, that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, they have Good. a. They've, right now, when I went there, they had a Supergirl. Mm -hmm. Um, oh. and then they give you like stickers that you can put decals on your, on your shirts. Oh. Right on. I love it. Oh, so yeah. we can have like little thickener podcast stickers on our shirts. Well, we we would have to make that one ourselves, but they give oh, you like no. your own that you can do. Yeah, but the thing is, we could. Yeah, exactly. I like that. All right, Sparks. Um, I think, I think what I'd actually recommend right now, if you can afford to, is to get a nerd a switch if they don't have yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, as a person who has either been involved with or actually gotten someone else a switch this year, um, I gotta say, like, it's it's a good time to get a switch for people. Um, especially with the switch lights, because the switch lights, like if someone who you know uh, isn't really going to want to connect it with a television or that's not important to them or that kind of thing. It's a nice like $100 that you save. It's a portable gaming system. I got, I got one for Zara this year. Ooh. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, you know, uh, I uh, Megan's mom and sister just got her a switch light, uh, which she was playing earlier this morning. Um, even though we own a switch it's now she has her own switch which is something she clearly wanted uh and so uh i think that this is a good time to consider that in the midst of this pandemic having a personal access gaming device i think opens up a lot more people to video games to begin with but yeah. also uh the switch has just turned out to be a really good way to do it so that would probably be one of my top recommendations yeah um yeah. i'm surprised i haven't um I'm surprised I never mentioned the Switch before because I, I, I was the I was the first one to get a Switch in our friend group, right? The four of us. Yeah, I've, I've been championing that console ever since it came out. I absolutely adore my Switch. Um, I'm I'm trying to convince a lot of my friends who don't have a Switch to get a Switch. It was so really simple for me to, because um, right now it's difficult financially. But 
<clears throat> for Black Friday, they had them for only three hundred dollars. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the Switch really is a great console. I mean, connected to the TV and connected, and you could just play handheld. I cannot tell you how many times I'm playing Dark Souls with my brother, and Fanny's playing Animal Crossing in handheld mode, or vice versa. She's watching TV. I'm playing uh, Panzer Paladin on the handheld. I, I just put Fortnite on my Switch. <laughs> you could get Fortnite on your Switch. I just got I just got Among Us for my Switch. I'm playing. I got that, that, I got that too. Oh, we need to play Among Us. Is Dead by Daylight on a on it's Switch? Not. No, is it? No, it's not. It's not on the Switch. No. But the Switch, I mean, you, you have your amazing first-party titles, Animal Crossing, Breath of the Wild, Mario. But then you have all the indie games. Like, there's an indie game coming out that I was watching the other day, or a, a trailer called Cyber, uh, called Cyber Shadow, and it looks rad. Panzer Paladin, it's an 8-bit game that's eventually getting a, a collector's edition uh, physical release, which I might get, because why not? And they, these games run beautifully on that system. It's a great system. I... That's that's a really good gift idea for a nerd, Sparks. It's a it's a really good place for indie games. Yeah, um, and that's why I think it has such a wide market appeal, especially as they've added so much more to the mm-hmm. Switch marketplace. I'm like, and 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 having the online pass, which is only twenty dollars for a year, yeah. and you get all these retro games oh, just immediately yeah. that you can access. I'm like, you, it's really hard to beat that kind of that kind of versatility. Yeah, and there's, um, still, more, there's still plenty more up. Um, did he? Uh, Donkey Kong Country Three was just added to the Nintendo's to the uh, to the online yeah. thing. I mean, with tiny little criticism, they're not adding as much games as I had hoped. But the thing is, the fact that they're still adding games to this service and they're not taking games away, which was originally announced, makes me happy. So it's like cool. I could I have like three different ways to play the original Super Mario Bros, but I still can play it, and no harm, no foul, and it's super easy. Yeah, so, yeah the Switch is dope. Um, Nintendo has very famously been. Um, not anti indie games, but they were very, just very, what's the word like, secluded in their game making. Like they they were worried about Nintendo shit, and they didn't really care about anything else. If you wanted to make other stuff, like if you look at the Wii, like the, the indie games on there are are are, are not. And if you look at the N sixty four and like the GameCube, like the small games barely existed on there. Like the Switch well, is the best time for indie games Nintendo has ever had. To be fair, there's a lot of shovelware on the Wii, but before, but. The stuff for the N64, that's kind of Nintendo's fault because back in the day, especially during the NES era, because the NES came out off the heels of the crash of 83. Mm-hmm. And that was when it, that's when Nintendo licensed out their stuff to for third-party developers. They had those strict quality rules because they realized it wasn't <clears throat> the market just became oversaturated with bad games. That's why the market failed. But then then they just they made the Wii and the Wii has probably the worst games of any console generation because literally half of the Wii shop is bad shovelware and shovelware and indie games are not the same thing. Shovelware are, are games made just to make money. Indie games are made for love. And Run, the Switch right now, Hades is on the Switch and oh, on the yeah. PC. It is not on consoles. It is on the Switch. That alone tells you how important indie games are to Nintendo right now. Yes, Reminds me after we're done recording to add Hades to my uh, wish list on my Switch. But besides that, Ryan, you'll also be happy because I watched all three of Scott the Waz's videos on Shovelware, and good God, there's a lot of it. It's It was a dark period. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> dark period for Nintendo. Right, the first part of Nintendo titles on the Wii were great. Zelda, Super Mario Galaxy, Smash Bros. was great on that system. We are, man. Nintendo always makes great games. It's when they stop caring about the smaller stuff under it is when the Wii was the worst of it. And then luckily now with the Switch, they're a lot better about it. But like, yeah. 
they're just very behind on modern sensibilities. Sure. And like, they're finally at a point where like, hey, we can play, we can allow anyone to play any game. Who cares? Yeah. It just took them like a hundred years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned in 2021 for Base Marricade Pause menu, everyone. Uh, on, that, damn ground. <laughs> on that note, uh, let's move into our round robin. Usually our Christmas round robins are individual topics that we come up with. But this year we decided to pick offbeat Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, off Brandon's recommendation. Um, so each of us picked a single film that either has Christmas themes, takes place during Christmas, whatever have you, uh, but is not a traditional Christmas film. Uh, and we're going to talk about them one at a time. Yeah, uh, so where do we want to start, guys? Let's start with Die Hard. Because I so think the most obvious one. It's because yeah. it's the mm -hmm. one I think we've all seen. It's the one everyone knows the most about. This um, was uh, Ben Pick? Yes. yes. Yeah, this is uh, my pick. Die Hard's still incredible, guys. Die Hard, is, Die Hard is the most important action movie of the 1980s for so many reasons. Uh, ben, you picked the movie, so you go first. But I want to. I just want to talk did. about I did. So when I was watching this, I think I came to the realization that this is the first time I ever saw Die Hard from the beginning to the end. Because all the bits of that, because I thought I saw Die Hard only through osmosis by people talking about it, seeing clips online, seeing people like make memes about it. And now that I've finally seen the whole movie, it's a great movie. I Now I'm like, but why do people call this a It just takes place during Christmas. Although there are, that's what we're that's what we're talking yeah, about. Like, yeah, we're not talking. getting into the debate of whether or not Die Hard yeah. is a Christmas movie or not. Yeah. But it is a fantastic. It's full of A's fun. Uh, I was watching with Fanny last night, and there were times where Fanny was like, "He should he should be out of bullets. Why how how come he's? Because there are times where John McClane's like going ah! just like going rat -ta 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 -ta, and he's like he should be empty. But halfway through, it's like you know what? I don't care anymore. This is just stupid fun. And I had a blast with Die Hard. I will push back on the stupid fun. I think that script is really solid and smart. It and, is. Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely Paul is. Gruber, Alan Rickman, Rip, fantastic. Alan I will, Rickman. I will, I will say this every time we ever mention it. This was Alan Rickman's first movie. He was 42 years old. Don't give up on your dreams. Nope. Don't. I'm, I'm I was, I was always fascinated by that. He was 42 years old when his acting career started. He was a yeah, theater actor. Nobody cared. I was, I was, I No, because in uh, another movie we're going to talk about, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, uh, Harmony mentions, it's like, oh, she's 35. You're done. You missed your window. It's like, Alan Rickman was 42. Well, okay. it's, it's completely. That's a sexist yeah. thing. That, yes. That is, that's that is a, different, a different conversation. Uh, just, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang is a, is a like satire on how shitty Hollywood is. That is, that is not in the same conversation. Um, but uh, I do want to like touch on something with uh, what Ben was bringing up before about this being a Christmas movie. Uh, ben, I can tell you exactly where that really comes from. Die Hard gets labeled as a Christmas movie because Die Hard was the first thing that like men, men can like a Christmas movie. It's not uh... a, a comedy, a romantic film. It's a man's Christmas movie. And that's why Die Hard became the, the icon of... of it's a Christmas movie. It's the greatest Christmas because we live in a patriarchal society. That's why yeah, it's, it's not the it's not the Hallmark or the Lifetime movie where the city girl moves to the country. Well, it's not the, it's not the Grinch. Yeah, essentially, it's not the Grinch. Yeah, um, and, yeah. That, that's really it. Um, and and then like it just got to maintain that status even as other movies have been made that like also do what it did. It just it was the most iconic and first. Yeah. Okay, I mean I um, loved it. I had a blast. Just. Just, good. just seeing how, um, just seeing Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, 
just be as as menacing as possible, being kind, being me- he is the as much as I love Bruce Willis as John McClane, Alan Rickman is the uh, highlight. I will watch this movie for Alan Rickman alone. His scene with John McClane is incredible. When yeah, uh, when he uh, when he first finds him, he's like ah, and oh, he pretends God. to be an American. He puts on that sh- American accent. Oh, I love it so much. Oh man, yeah. That's a really good sequence. Uh, Ryan is absolutely correct, though. This is a really important action movie into the 1980s. You want to go? You want to dive into that? Well, yeah, because uh, this came out in 1988, so it's at the tail end of the 80s. But before that, we had nothing but Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and um, Steve, Steven, Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme and all these bigger-than-life bad boys who masculinity is the number one priority. And this was the, a movie where it showed that, oh, my God, a regular dude is, like, is getting cut up and he's not he's not a superhero. He's just a regular guy trying to just save his wife. That's, and, the, that's the issue I have with the most recent yeah. sequels. Absolutely. He is a superhero in those movies, yeah. fundamentally losing the point of the entire franchise. Right, yeah. uh, John McClane is, again, this is why, like, when we talked about Bruce Willis a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, Bruce Willis is so good in this movie. And it's yeah. such a shame to see that he just does not care anymore. That dude is so charismatic. That was the saddest thing for me about, re- like, revisiting this film was going, like, oh, my God. <sighs> he's got it. He's, yeah. what happened? Like, he just gave up. Yeah. And this was his breakout role. Yeah, uh, I would say even up until even three, I think three three's uh, the best sequel of all the sequels. I think three is a good movie, and that's still him riding the line of almost approaching superhero. But once we get to four, that dude's jumping off jet planes. He's straight yeah. up a superhero. Three um, is with a vengeance, right? Yeah, with yes. Sam Jackson. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Die Hard, Die Hard Two, Die Harder, Die Hard Three with a vengeance. Got it. Um, yeah, and then, I, and then that's it. <laughs> They never made another. They never made another one. Uh, and, then, McLean, and, then, and then there was supposed to be a fourth because they they were supposedly filming the fourth one at my old high school. McLean. No, the fourth yeah. one's out. It's the fifth one they're working on called McLean, which is a no, prequel. It's that- the sixth one that's out. The the sixth one that they're working on. Oh my god! There, okay, you're forgetting you're forgetting yeah, yeah. about about uh, I, Die, Die Hard. A Jai is my son movie. <laughs> so god. Die Hard for uh, the National Data Association in Virginia. That is Diamond Ranch High School in Pomona, California. That is where I went to high school my freshman and half my sophomore year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Die Hard. Just watch Die Hard. Forget even forget the good sequels. Just watch Die Hard. It's yeah, just watch Die Hard. I wanna. Oh. I wanna. I wanna mention some trivia real quick that I think uh, three of us know, but I don't think Ben knows. Um, initially, so Die Hard is actually based off a book that is a sequel. I saw that it was based off a book. Yeah, so it's based on a book. The book is a sequel that was adapted at one point with Frank Sinatra as the John McClane character. The name was changed right. for Die Hard. That's right. So Frank Sinatra had it in his in his contract that should they ever work on a sequel, he had to be approached, not cast, approached. Mm-hmm. This so, was in the, uh, the making of something, right? In the uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard it before, but yeah, it was in the um, movies that made us. Yes. So Sinatra... Uh, has in his contract 40 years go by hey we're working on the sequel shit we gotta go talk to frank sinatra who's now 80 so <laughs> they're like we can't he, he can't say yes right so they go to him and they like tell him like hey here's what we're doing these are the changes we're making it's now called Die Hard, but it's you frankie it's you frankie baby <laughs> and frank sinatra passed and so they went to cast bruce willis he's like i'm dying <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favorite stories of just like we almost had a Frank Sinatra die hard. <laughs> uh, I, 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 80 year old Frank Sinatra die hard. <laughs> oh my God. Can you, imagine, 
Oh man, he will we'll have a few laughs. Or he's trying, or he's trying to sing. Uh, he's like, "Yippee ki yay, mother!" And here's the thing: Frank Sinatra did some really good dramas in, in the '40s and '50s. Um, <laughs> in the '40s and '50s, Brandon. <laughs> no, like we're good. We didn't need a Frank Sinatra diehard. That's uh, that is funny. Um, I I watched like a like a like a behind the scenes like uh like a YouTube video somebody made about the making of Die Hard and um John McTiernan who directed Predator before this, which is also an excellent classic action movie. Um, he got the script for this and he was like, the the bad guys are just terrorists, and that th- th- makes the script just super dour and lame, and it has no character. So he rewrote the entire script and all the bad guys to make them all very diverse. And there are a bunch of they what seem to be terrorists are actually just bank robbers, and it's this entire ruse of like you think they're doing this thing, but they're just there to steal money, and it's actually a very lame plot. But he was hiding it like, oh, I'm actually more genius than I think. Actually, I'm just a bank robber. And that's what makes it so genius because Hans Gruber is actually just kind of a shitty asshole. He's not his, as cool as his line. His line is, I'm a very good bank robber. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just think like he he presents himself better than I think he actually is as as a criminal. And I just think that uh that lends to the character even more. Um yeah. I, I love I love Die Hard. Like I, I forgot thought, how much I, I was waiting for the reveal that he was going to Nakatomi Plaza to like to blackmail the president or do something because it's like, oh, you're doing all these horrible things to the world. Like when he's saying, oh, release my com- release these comrades. And then he's like, and I think, I think it was, um, uh, Carl, the, the, the blonde guy who dies at the very, very end. And he's yeah, like, he's, and he's like Asian Dawn. And he's like, he's like I read, I read about the time magazine. <laughs> and uh, like, it's like, wait, so is this guy like a, a political dude or is he just like, and then when he says, I'm an exceptional thief at the end, he's like, oh, you're a, you're a wow, you just want to rob the building. Okay. Uh, I think some of my favorite stuff is uh uh the uh, is it Alan, the cop down down below, the, the black cop. Sergeant Powell. Uh uh he's where he's supporting him from below in their conversations <laughs> with each other. And then every time the deputy chief gets involved, he's like, You stay out of this. And he's like, I'm not the one that just got butt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he just owns that guy. And that guy just has to like shut up and walk away. Yeah, <laughs> um, or even how sleazy the FBI guys are. Was like, oh, we might lose twenty five percent. The guy when he's just like, um, just like Saigon, right? I wasn't in Saigon. <laughs> I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really love the. I also love the the one guy like when they're first bringing in the LAPD to everything and there's the one guy who's just like send in the car (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to real quickly mention John McTiernan uh, as Ryan you brought him up this is the director of this film he's directed uh, some amazing movies I want to real quickly just highlight his movies A Predator of course we should talk about Die Hard The Hunt for Red October is an incredible movie Uh, I still say it's the best Jack Ryan movie uh, the last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger is such a good movie. Hell yeah, I love that movie. He did Die Hard three, which is the best of the sequels. Mm-hmm. The Thomas Crown Affair, which is an which is an underrated Pierce Brosnan movie in my eyes. Okay. All right. Um, and then after that, the Thirteenth Boy, which I have not seen, and his last movie Ooh. was Basic. Oh, that's, that, that's with Antonio Banderas. That's actually yeah. really good. I really it's good nice. You got and, you got uh, really good uh, Viking action. You got some really cool sword sword fights. Ooh, ooh, I want to watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a yeah, good movie. That's a great movie. And then it all came back. John McTiernan went to jail for tax evasion. Uh, and which is why his last movie was in 2003, Basic. Yeah, I think he's out now, but he went to he, jail for a bit. He's out, but he can't get work again. 
Yeah, it's still, yeah. Don't, don't be a bad guy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Excellent movie. Uh, real quick before we move off of it, uh, I think my favorite line, absolutely, in the whole movie is uh, when he's talking to the lady who's like, This is an emergency channel only. He's like, No shit, lady. Do you think I'm ordering a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love because he, because you just hear it from their side. Don't hear it from yeah. the John McClay side. Oh, no. He's just yeah. like, No right shit, right. lady. So what was good. the what was the line? Um, I always like that John McClane talks to himself. Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing, John? Come on, John! Yeah. Why did you do that? Why did you go in there, John? Because you'd be dead too, you dummy!" <laughs> it, it is it's very unique and it works really well with this like early "I give a crap" Bruce Willis. Yeah, yes. I miss him. I miss that. Me too. Die Hard's all. Awesome. That's a great film. Uh. Not, it was nice to revisit it, so thanks for picking it, Ben, because I haven't watched Die Hard in a while. Uh, I was glad to, to finally sit through it and be like, no, and, and appreciate the movie as it is. It is such a fun action movie. It is such a great uh, flick. Uh, Alan Rickman in his breakout role, seeing his first big screen, because the first time I saw him was in, I want, it was either Harry Potter or, Gal- which one came out first? Harry Potter or Galaxy's Quest? Galaxy. Harry Galaxy. Potter. They both came out in 2000. I think. No, then Galaxy so, Quest, because Harry Potter was 2001. Oh, okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, Galaxy okay. Quest. All right, so the first time I ever saw Alan Rickman was in Galaxy's Quest, and of course, I didn't recognize him. Okay, hold I'm... on. I'm sorry, are you saying Galaxy's Quest? He is, he is. Ben, it's Galaxy Quest. A Galaxy single Galaxy Quest. Galaxy. You know I wasn't I'm... sure. So Galaxy <laughs> Quest was the first movie I saw him in, and of, and, and of course, the Harry Potter films, it's like, oh, that's Severus Snape. And now to, um, to watch him in his first breakout role is like, man, he was always talented. He was always amazing. Makes me miss him even more. Here's another fun fact for you, Ben. Uh, the scene where he falls off the building. It's in um, Ashley, right? Yeah, they said, we're going to catch three and you're going to fall. So they go one. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. He has like a severe fear of heights, right? Yes. So he's like, okay, they're going to catch three. We have one, two, three, one, one. <laughs> That's, kind of like, that's his real reaction because he's like really terrified. We can, can see it too, where he's like, <laughs> um, I want to say in Spider Man when uh, Green Goblin has Mary Jane off the edge, I guess some of those shots were real screams because they told uh, Kurt, uh, Kirsten Dunst, he's like, okay, we're gonna drop you at a certain time. She's like, okay, and then they just like, one drop. They, they, they call they, that the Tiernan effect. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> like, uh, early. remember that Green uh, Goblin got stabbed in the balls and that's how he died? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell Harry. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, who, oh, what movie next? Wait, wants- I want to real quickly. I have an anecdote from last year that I want to revisit real quickly with you guys. Okay. Um, that moment when he when Ben says Galaxy was has been saying Galaxy's Quest, not Galaxy Quest. Which, by the way, I can't believe I didn't catch that the entire time I've known you. Um, <laughs> is when um, last year when Ben says my Asian family. Oh, and- it's the Moen family, and we all go one by one. The three of us immediately, like, you, you can see it in the video. I love that it's funny because you can see it in the video of the three of us individually realizing what Ben just said. Because <laughs> we all just go, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, all of us just go, What? <laughs> it didn't compute what happened. <laughs> that was really funny. He's like, Ben, I hate to tell you, bring it to you. I don't think you're Samoan. I'm not. They adopted it me. Was, it was just a really funny moment. Anyway, back to the Ryan Wyman. 
All right. Uh, who wants to go with their next movie? I'll go. All right. I picked Shane Black's first directorial debut, 2005, and Robert Downey Jr.'s return to movies, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. This is a convoluted, on-purpose, uh, modern Los Angeles noir detective story. Uh, I think there's a lot to love in this movie. Uh, I think uh, Robert Downey Jr., just like, that dude just oozes charm. That dude was born to be a star. Um, it, he went through his own personal shit, like we all know that. And then Shane Black was his, was a good buddy of his. Like, I'm gonna get you in this movie. I think you're right for it. And he he kills it. I think he's great. I think this is Val Kilmer's best movie, maybe. Like, I don't know a better Val Kilmer performance, honestly. Like in the um, last at least the last 15 years. I love Val Kilmer in this movie. I've yeah. never seen it before. Yeah, I've never seen it before. I've never seen it before either. But. As, oh man, as I was watching this movie, I was like, oh no, I want to find out what happens. What's going on? Like, oh. I thought it was, I've always thought of, I've always heard about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as being a drama. And I think I've gotten mixed it up with another film. But I'm yeah. watching this movie and it's hilarious. And I'm like, man, this is a, this is a blast. This is a blast. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, you said you loved it. Yeah. 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 Uh, it got cut out. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it also. I thought this was really good. Uh, I, I like, have one gripe and then otherwise i really like it yeah um yeah my my only gripe is that um they make a thing about uh and this is also this is 2005 this is a part of the time period yes and i and i accept that but uh they make a thing of his character being both um obsessed with sex but also a prude uh and it that that doesn't necessarily bother me except that he has this whole perspective of women in LA mm -hmm. young women and how promiscuous they are and things like that. Yeah. And there's nothing in the film that ever counters that message. You know what I mean? Like there's it, it, all of her character is still designed to reinforce the exact thing he's saying. It's yeah. just that she, it's not important to her. Yeah. It doesn't say you're wrong to think about it that way. And I do find it particularly gross the way that he goes into describing it when she has already explained that her sister was molested by her father. Yes. And he's like, all these girls who come here have some kind of uncle or something who touched me in the no-no plate. Like, yeah. that's a really just not good uh uh, presentation and like you can have that character but you need to have something in the film that's countering that message there's yes. nothing in the film to counter the message yeah which is my only gripe about I, it no, I, otherwise completely entertaining very very fun i absolutely agree like it is <clears throat> it is unfortunately a product of the time and like i do think it is it is somewhat progressive with with having perry be a main character but i also think just being 2005 and it being written by shane black like some of it just comes off a little a little a little too much at times but, well you know. what i was going to say was that my my Right, similar to Sparks, is that it's a 2005, very casually homophobic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like because Perry is gay yeah. as a character, but there's a homophobia attached to him both around him and in him himself. Yeah. That is like mm, it doesn't sit well. It does. Yeah. It's definitely. It definitely has not. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in a while. It definitely does not age well. Um, I, I don't think it ruins the movie, but it's definitely a no. thing of just like, man, like I, if this would have came out ten years later, you would have nixed half these jokes. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Like when he uh, shoots the when he shoots the gun through the crotch, and he's like, "Is that that's just a gun? I just thought it was something you guys' penises do." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I I think some of those jokes do work, but I do think most of them don't. Um, well, as, but, as character pieces for Robert Downey Jr. being maybe a little homophobic, homophobic that's that's fine, but then. But like most of the movie, like they call him Gay Perry. Yeah. Right. Like most like, of the movie, yeah. including the character of Perry himself, 
has a set of homophobia to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, again, like that's the same thing as the problem with uh, Perry's sexual prudeness is that if there, if it were just his character and there were other things in the film conveying other messages, but everything in the film supports his perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and nothing contradicts it. And that's, that's where it gets like problematic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but past that entertaining performances such a such a joy to watch Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. play off each other. Uh, Val Kilmer just wanting him to shut the hell up. Uh, I, I just want I I would love like everyone wants like a nice guys like reunion, but I'm like give me a kiss kiss bang bang reunion. Yeah, because I need Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. I I need stupid Harry getting told how dumb he is by by Perry all the time, and he's just like get off. I gotta go. Can you get off the car? I gotta go. I I gotta go. And he pushes him off the car. Or he's like, uh, or he's like, as he's walking, as he's like driving off, okay, bye, die, and just drives off. And I'm like, Perry's so good, and Val Kilmer's so good. I'm like, how do people not utilize Val Kilmer? Because like that dude can be good. Like, it's it's such a shame. Yeah, the only yeah. other thing I have in the past like decade where, not even decade, I think it's been more. Yeah. Uh, where he was a standout was McGruber. That was that was I think in the, I think that was an over a decade ago now. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like 2009, yeah. 2010. Yeah. But like I remember him being like. Really good, a really yeah. good foil for that movie. Yeah, um, I think the 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 detective plot it it is purposely convoluted because uh, it's it's kind of not really the point. Even though like you can figure it out if you pay attention, it's kind of not really the point. It's really not. And and like even even the narration is like, oh, I skipped over this. Oh shit, I'm a bad narrator. Like I like all that stuff. And like I really. Yeah, I really like the narration. I think the narration helps a lot to the movie. Um, there, especially when we see the flashback again, and he's like, "Maybe if someone had learned how to block, what are you guys doing? Move!" Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of humor is so good, and uh, Downey delivers it really well. Uh, Shane Black writes that kind of stuff really well. You can see where the narration stuff carried over in Iron Man three with them. Absolutely, uh, it plays very very well. Yeah, well, I, uh, I love the narration stuff with Robert with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Especially at the end when um, Lincoln walks into the to the, to the, to the <laughs> yeah, like Elvis. Bring everybody back. It'll be nice. <laughs> it's like all the other people who died, and then he's like, "No, no, it's not that movie." And then the doctor's like, "Hey, get, get out of here, leave." And then it's just yeah. Barry who's there. Um, uh, I, 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 love, I love how um, uh, Harmony was obsessed with this book series, the John Gossamer books, mm-hmm. and how this essentially was just one big John Gossamer um, uh, case. Because even then, Robert Downey Jr. in the very beginning of the movie is like, "Hey, there's like two cases," but then at the end of the book, it all melds into one into one cohesive case. And then it's like, "Wow, actually, that's actually pretty cool." Yeah. Just how like you have um, the death of Harmony's sister, and then you have uh, Dexter's daughter and everything, and how all that just melds together into one story or one narrative. Actually, I thought it was really cool. I always liked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I don't. A clue pops up. I'm like, oh, yeah. And we don't. I think we don't get a lot of like modern noir stories, kind of like this. Like this, I wouldn't. It doesn't look like the type of movie it actually is. Like this is a detective story, right? But it's it's shaped like like a weird Los Angeles dramedy. Um, I really, I just really like the structure of it, how it's broken up into like Act One, Two, Three, Four, and Epilogue. Like, I just think the the filmmaking of it is so strong. And I just, it's it is a bummer that like uh, the script is 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 tied to 2005 because i think was without some of that homophobia i think this is a banger i think this I is think, a kiss kiss banger <laughs> i think the characters are also really likable which helps which um so for example 
when Robert Downey Jr. is connecting with Harmony for the first time, like on the on a personal level, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is the girl that got away," and blah blah blah. Um, and they're making the jokes like, "I'm gonna be over there with Native American Joe Pesci," yeah. um, which I think is a really funny joke. Um, yeah. And then when that sequence ends and the next scene starts, he's in bed with the friend, and like myself and Zara, we both were like, "What? No! What? Ha- you all? What happened?" Yeah. Uh, also, like. <laughs> real hard credit to Michelle Monaghan for keeping up with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. She it yeah. feels like she's really taking him to task on on quipping and keeping his speed and everything. She does great in this movie. Yeah. Um it's a shame that like I don't think she gets as much uh notoriety for that kind of talent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, or that uh, no one has really used her in the same way that like Downey gets used where like they're they're playing to her her chops like this. She doesn't yeah. get that kind the, the chemistry in this movie is is seriously insane oh, yeah. like i think every, almost every character works so well together and i know yeah. that's just like the natural chemistry between the actors or just the script is so good um but like everything just meshes so well and like every time a character meets another character i'm like this is natural this seems how it would happen um every little character is fun uh i love the beginning when 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 harry is like robbing a, a electronic store and then he shows up and he ends up in a in audition. A, an audition yeah and he mm-hmm. actually like i got my i got my friend killed and like damn this guy's yeah, a good actor it's, it's a really good it's a really good uh part uh, of that i also want to highlight uh when he when harry kills the guy kills the black guy yeah, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna highlight this as well i really love i really like the rage you see on his face as he keeps like the more he shoots the gun uh yeah, yeah. because he's like had it that he's that that girl has been killed and then like the moment after when he's like i, I killed the guy yeah he tells, you know, he, he gets through the, inform- the important information with Perry first and then he revisits it and he's like, Perry, I shot somebody. Like tears uh, in his and eyes. Yeah, yeah, and he like, he's like falling apart. Uh, uh, that goes to the, the second time he kills someone, which was an accident. It's an 8% chance. He's like, stop doing math. Who taught you math? <laughs> um, I, I just love when he does like the Russian roulette. He's like, and then he's like, why you shoot I was like, well, there's like a, it's like you stop multiplying. No, it's just yeah. I put the I put the bullet in. It was like there's like an eight percent, eight percent. Stop doing math. Uh, yeah, it, I really like this movie. Does surprise you with its choices? Uh, that's a really good example where like you just don't expect it to go that way, and it does. It just makes you live in the consequences of those kind of actions. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of fun to it. It's a tight movie. Yeah. It moves at a really great pace. Um, really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, one, the last thing I'll say is um, when when Perry gets shot, um, and Harry goes to give him mouth to mouth, and then like he like blood comes out, like he he like he realizes that like oh Perry's dead, and he like spits out blood. I'm like oh that's really that's a sad gross good scene, and then it's like oh you need a happy ending. Here's Perry. I'm like oh, of course I love it. Well, yeah. it's, it's it's interesting the juxtaposition. The, it, it flows so well. It's almost kind of like what uh, Taika Waititi does with like Jojo Rabbit. Um, like, yeah, there's the moment where he's like. Where, where he can't revive Perry because of the blood, and then he's like hanging on the dead girl's arm. Oh my god! And he does like a like, perfect shot. Yeah, so like it, you know, the juxtapositions of those like really dramatic and really comedic scenes work really well. Yeah, also, um, like, when he pulls the book out, and then uh, Harmony is like, "Oh, the bullet did go through." And he's like, "Oh, clock, yes. Yeah. Oh, it stopped the bullet." And then she puts the finger through the book, and like, "Oh no, no, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of fun here. It's a shame that it's got like some really, really gross uh, non-PC stuff, both about yep. women yeah. and uh, uh, gay people. I, um, I, 
I, I like what you said earlier, like if they if they fought against like the LA like stereotype that like was being presented, I would like it more. But like it shows you like, oh, this is how all women are. And I'm like, yeah, so it, but, it, like I thought that that's what the point of the movie was not supposed to be. Right. It, it's that there is a reinforcement of it and never a, a fight against it. Yeah. Um, there's no evidence of it. In fact, uh, in fact, one of the things that bothers me the most is that um, Perry's level is on such prudishness that when uh, she does even kind of open up to him in a sincere way to talk about it, to create a real emotional connection rather than just basing it purely on sex. It's the thing about having slept with his friend, which is enough for him Shit to throw her out of the building yeah. while she's crying on the phone, calling him about something and still be rude and hang up with her. And I'm like, it's hard to uh, like that particular narrative side of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shitty perspective of women. True. Uh, there's no- there's no way around it. When she's on the phone and she's placing to be the laundromat, I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah she was really, really smart, really crafty on that one. Yeah, I I really like Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, it is. She, got, she doesn't do enough now. I don't think. Yeah, That's it's a bummer. got it's got great energy. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I'm glad uh, they reunited for Iron Man three, which is just oh, another Iron Man three. No, 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 that's not her in Iron Man three. Oh. No, that's that's uh, a different lady who just looks like her. Uh, talking about Shane Black on Iron Man. I thought it was Shane Black, Robert Jr. He wrote and directed. By the way, wasn't didn't Gwyneth Paltrow have like a really quick cameo in this movie, or was I? No, no, nope. I know who you're talking about. She looked like her in a in a who, shot. Flicka? Uh, yeah, no, I know no. what she when it said there's a blonde early in the film when she first shows up. I was like, is that Gwyneth Paltrow? Then uh, she talked, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll let me do my mine next. All right, Anna and the Apocalypse. Picked Anna and the Apocalypse. This is the zombie <clears throat> Christmas musical. Um, yeah. The poster says "La La Land meets Shaun of the Dead." Uh, I I really enjoy this film. I saw it a couple of years ago. Uh, so what did you guys think? Uh, it's very definitely Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I don't know if I go so far as La La Land. Like it has musical numbers. I wouldn't call them La La Land. You know, comparison, but yeah. like it, it's musical numbers are there. They're good. Yeah. It has good musical numbers. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. You guys are both talking over each other. Which one? You go, Ben. Okay. Uh, um, the, I really loved the music in uh, Enter the Apocalypse. I was just not expecting it to be as dark as I as it was. Like when, uh, because I was I was thinking, oh, okay, there's the asshole ex-boyfriend. He's going to get his comeuppance later. Here's the boy next door, her best friend. He's going to be fine. They're going to get together in the movie. Okay, let's see how it plays out. The second he gets bit, like, mm-hmm. halfway through, he was like, oh, shit. And there's no such thing as a Hollywood ending. No. You should have known yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, I, I should have taken I should have uh, taken that uh, warning better. I did not heed that warning because the second he is like, yeah, he gets bit, and then he cup, holds on her, pushes her out, and then just gets I really. Bit. I really like his sacrifice. Yeah. And John. Just, yeah, and to see um the guy the kid with the baseball bat. I really like the guy the kid with the baseball bat song. He's an asshole character. I hate him yeah. as a character, but I love his song. He's the best singer. And I'm like, yeah, you you're so good. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. you just you just think of an asshole if you're rocking those chops. Yeah, but even uh, when he sees his friends get eaten as zombies in the Christmas trees in the Christmas tree store, I was like, ooh, that's uh... although I find it funny that one of his buddies was had a PS2 controller as his weapon. Hell yeah. I'm like, okay, how are you going to use And then he uses to grapple Watch zombies, it. and he was a support role. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can live with that. That's uh, genius. Ryan, what did you think of it? 
I liked it a lot. I think it's a ton of fun. Um, what the thing that is gonna be weird to say, the thing I appreciated about it was low how low budget it was and how much they were able to do with the low budget. Cause like there's not a lot of gore and there's not a lot of special effects. And if you notice a lot of the kills, like they're very like off screen or like like you're getting stabbed from behind so you don't see the the impact. And none of that bothered me. And I thought like this was clearly made with so much love and attention. Um uh I don't really have any complaints, I don't think. Um it's again, it's like all these movies were nice and tight. Um I love the villain. He's a Game of Thrones alum, Ben. Uh, I already told Sparks. Um, uh, uh, he's he played a red priest. He's like he was more like an evil red priest guy for one season. I think it was like season four or five. And okay. it doesn't matter. Uh, I like Savage a lot. He reminds me of Crocker from uh, Fairly Odd Parents. I love yeah. that character. It does. Yeah. Uh, his song was probably my favorite, just because he's so just like just evil, and I love it. And he's like, I finally get to be free. It could be the monster I want to be. Yeah. Um, he's trying. Oh man, just like. Because I thought it was like when the kids got to the school, it was like, oh, cool, they're safe. And then he's like, he shows that the parents and the other adults all turn into zombies because of him. It's like, oh, no, shit. It's, it's even more sinister than that. He's just having, he's just having dinner. It's like, I'm eating my Christmas dinner. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's super sinister. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just, I love that character. Um, uh, Anna, Anna's very good. Um, I, I, it's like, she's probably the weakest for me, but she's not bad. Like, I like all the characters. I just feel like, Hers was the most like traditional plot where I kind of like everyone else's journey. I she think. didn't have a lot of of character traits yeah. that were important that, yeah. that were like explored or anything. She's she's like the focused character, but she has the least interesting character stuff. Yeah, I honestly I was I was I was more fascinated with with the bad guy with the jerk with the with the good singer because like you learned that like oh he had to kill his dad and like he clearly has emotions for his friends, but he feel like he has to put on this tough exterior. Um, yeah. he felt like he had the most to chew on. Um, and I. I liked all the characters though. Uh, I really, I really like um, Anna and the principal and the headmaster's uh, song at the end. Raise the curtain. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that song's really cool. I really like all the music in this in this in this movie. Uh, but yeah. my favorite character is um, the American girl. Yeah, Steph. S Steph. Yeah, I think she's a lot of fun to watch on screen. I follow the actress on uh, on Instagram. Uh, she's really, she's really, uh, she's a dancer. She's really good at that and. Uh, this is like her only movie that she did, which is a shame because I like her a lot and I think she brings a really fun presence to this to that role. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked I liked all the different dynamics and like she has like her parents in Mexico that don't care about her and stuff. Um, yeah, like all the all the all the different personalities I think worked well together. They're all good singers. Um, like yeah, all the songs are really good. Uh, man, what was the? I love the whole opening sequence, not opening, but like the the morning when the. John and Anna both get up and they're like, yes. we're going to go to each other. And it's a, just her like enjoying her life. As Ignoring. Are dying. And, yeah, yeah. Like everything is falling is going to hell behind. Like, my my favorite is the two girls in the background. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get uh, her attention. Yeah. I, lot, lots of good uh, background stuff in that scene. Now yeah. that, that scene with uh, Anna and John, when they're, when they're dancing and they're singing in the, and in then the graveyard the apocalypse happens behind him it's i thought it was hilarious i was like this is some like she that must have been a fun day on set where it's like okay you just dance around and have a good time everyone else you're dying mm -hmm. uh, there's a scene also there's like a really grim scene with really happy music playing there's like a, a construction worker zombie is eating a baby out of its crib oh yeah, yeah. i saw that was like, oh there's a wilhelm scream in this in that sequence when the guy falls out of the window, that's a Wilhelm oh. scream. Oh, I missed it. Dang. Yeah. Take and then he wakes up. Zombie. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I thought I thought all of this was put together really well. Um, I I like the the overall arc of what it's doing, uh, the way that it comes together at the end. Um, I find the ending song the weakest, uh, and that, I think that's kind of a bummer because um, it 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 just I don't think it landed the moment mm-hmm. uh, as well as they wanted it to. Um, but other than that, uh, I think it's pretty pretty well done throughout it's got good humor good characters uh i love that savage turns into a batman villain um <laughs> withdraw your tongues uh oh, it's, okay. there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of fun stuff uh thanks for giving us this uh pandemic uh film christmas oh movie. i know man when we want we first started watching it in the beginning it was like the cdc guidelines now i say blah, blah, blah. i turned his eye i go oh no yeah, it, it started off as, as a flu. It was transformed into something worse. I'm like, oh, God. Um, I really think, I think a lot of this movie is unpredictable in who it kills and when. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like um, the couple, um, the director and the other girl, the girl who's saying that uh, very sexually, sexually. I love that scene so much. Oh, my God. Real quickly. I got to talk about the scene because it's my favorite scene because grandma just Even watching this girls think about having sex with his grandson, just thumbs up, smiling. <laughs> I love it. Just I that, love it. That whole scene, and then when, of course, when the dancers come out, you see like it's like all it's like, the men, all the men just yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I have like, women are like oh, like this one like covers this poor kid's. Yeah. Eye. There's even like a guy who like shifts in his seat. He's like, I don't know what to do now. What if the uh, savage has something in the booth? It's like filth, <laughs> filth. He's yeah. like spitting. He's so angry. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, I forgot the character's name, but she's like rubbing the mic stand in a way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, when like, the couple, the couple when goes they, out. When the couple finally reunites, I was really happy because um, you get the scene with her in the school, with the girlfriend in the school, and she's scared for a boyfriend who's surviving the apocalypse. They finally get together. It's like, oh, please, God, let them live. Let them live. And when they both get bit and they're just holding each other, I'm like, that is sad as hell. Yeah. Um, it, sad and sweet yeah and like even when they're zombies they like like their hands like uh like barely touch it but because they're zombies now they, they don't know who, we, who they are and it's... yeah i think that i think their death is really uh it, it is really tragic but it's also sweet that they embrace each other at the end like you know yeah. this sucks but we're together and the dad, dad is looking at his phone he's looking at the picture of his daughter Oh my God! The song "I Need a Human Voice" when they're uh, when they're oh, in the the bowling alley and they and they can't connect and the military is attacking the zombies. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trying to yeah, that's that's a very that is a 21st century song. Uh, that's yeah. that's fantastic. Um, yeah, bunch of kids that can't talk because they rely on technology. How do we talk? We need a human voice. That's that yeah. is that is a really good song. Yeah, that's, and they that's can't a, reach anyone. Yeah, is, I thought that was really yeah. good too. And then comes is a great movie. I'm glad it's you guys true. liked it. I think yeah. Spoiler. I think these are all good movies. Yeah, They're crazy. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Let's, uh, let's get to the last one. Better watch out. Hell yeah, guys! How do you Ooh. feel about completely traditional uh, home invasion movies that do not defy your expectations at all? How do you feel um, about? It? Screw you! I was this. I okay. Here was my impression of Better Watch Out. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on, real quick. 
We are going to spoil Better Watch Out. And I have to stress to you, this movie is so much better if you do not know the twists in Better Watch Out. So please, if you have any inkling to go watch that movie, Skip do this. not listen to us. Skip the next like 10 minutes. Just pause it. It's an hour, 30 minutes. Go watch it or just or just keep the next. The next sequence is time coded. Just skip to that time code. Yeah, just skip yeah, to yeah. that. Just skip to that. Watch okay. better. Watch it. Watch it. All right. Spoiler on from here on out. Okay. My first impression was kid, babysitter, other kid, evil Santa comes invades the home. Yep. Like, it was like a version of Krampus or something. I don't know. The fact that it was the kid the whole goddamn time, I'm like, what is this bullshit? Okay, so... I also assumed this would be a supernatural film for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but I'm watching Home Invasion. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, I think I think it's the title because it's called Better Watch Out. So you think it's going to be like Evil Santa's supernatural yeah. thing? Yeah, because it's, it's Better Watch Out. You see that dude, like, it's like, you have a pleasant He's like, is that Santa, but Devil Santa? Is that Santa? Also- I know you guys haven't seen the trailers, but it's just one. If you watch the trailer, it also does not. It makes it look like it's a home invasion movie. You don't see a single bit of the kid doing what he's doing, so which is why this movie is so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but watching this movie and then when it's revealed that the, the the guy in the house is the friend, I was like, "What the? What? I did I did not see any of this coming." I was I was with Ashley. Is like, what is? And then he, like. It's it's a classic trope of like the kid falls for the babysitter. The babysitter's way too old for him, and it's like it's like okay, the kid's a psychopath. Yeah, I didn't realize the kid would be a psychopath at the end. I thought hey. maybe maybe he does help her out, and she maybe like gives him a a more heartfelt kiss on. She was like, "Hey, call me in X amount of years," and then she goes off to the sunset or whatever. No, hey. it's... he is a rich, privileged psychopath, which is super important <laughs> because he has a sense of entitlement about him that is woof. Hell yeah. Uh, I do love Patrick Warburton as his father though. Uh he does he deserves a better wife. <laughs> he yeah, does. He's trying to wear a festive tie and she's like, no, he's like, ha, I got another one. Got a backup. Uh after we saw the scene of, of the married couple leave, I turned to Sparks and I'm like, I hope I'm never in a relationship like that. Where it's just always antagonistic and you guys are always bickering over nothing. I'm like, that is a literal nightmare for me. That he's is taking it in stride. He's, yeah, but he's probably like on like a bunch of pills. So who cares? Ben, what were you trying to say? I was going to say I really felt bad because he goes up to his wife and he's like, hey, honey, how come my ornaments are on the tree? And she's like, and the second her response is, are you sure you never sucked another man's cock before? I was like, whoa that is that that is uh Uh, i just want to say for the record i did not appreciate that word coming out of his mouth (laughs) (laughs) anyway through ben's mouth mouth, yes sorry um yeah i I really like i really like patrick warburton but the, the kid who played peter pan in the pan movie with hugh jackman's blackbeard levi miller yes Man, he's great. He is like, in, he's almost too scary. Like, there actually, you might be a little disturbed. You're too good at this. He's kid. so he's so uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, yeah. to watch. Like, oh man, there's some shot scenes where it's just like, I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this at all. I I, like I didn't realize the kind of movie I was watching until the paint can <laughs> blew up the boyfriend's face because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, okay, he's deranged. I don't, there's only a couple of characters. There's not going to be a high kill count. Right. And he's, and the kid and the boyfriend, I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of into the boyfriend. He's kind of, I like Ricky. I'm team Ricky. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the slow motion of this, the paint can destroying that guy's face. Uh, and then him saying it exploded. I was just like, Oh no. <laughs> uh, down the stairs laughing. It worked. I'm like, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? I was like, what is? Uh, yeah. Oh, the my. the best friend, uh, Garrett. Is, Garrett is uh, it's just such a good character because like he he knows this is wrong, but like one he's young and this is his best friend, and like how do you escape the situation? It's like he just slowly gets deeper and deeper. He's until, also like, drugged. He's also drugged. Mm-hmm. He's also like he's 12 years old on oxycotton, which is like the strongest uh, narcotic you could and maybe then, buy, and then getting high on weed, and then weed. So that dude's just tripping balls um until he finally realizes like oh i'm doing a super crime i gotta help and then why'd you touch her his his murder is so uh heartbreaking and brutal and oh yeah i I want my mom oh god every every murder god i want my mom but uh jeremy's murder is also it turns out to be heartbreaking because of the letter he writes yeah yeah i i it's so funny because like both of these guys are like douchebag characters, like as we're told, but we yeah. meet them. Like Jeremy is like underage drinking and like he seems kind of like a ruffian. This whole scene in the car just Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing Yeah. Good. He's like, oh my Ashley, I'm doing so I'm doing so good. Was that, was that Billy yeah. from Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. That's Whoa. he filmed this around the same time as he filmed Power Rangers. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, he's he's so good. Like, yeah, those boyfriend characters are so good because like they clearly like this like this lady a lot. Um, and they'll do anything to get to her. And like, yeah, um, Jeremy's like, you want Shakespeare? I'll give her Shakespeare. It's like, I love you so much. You're the Please best. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Like Shakespeare, baby. Shakespeare. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's so bad. Um, so no, good. Jeremy. You know what Jeremy reminded me of though when I saw his hat and just like his general demeanor. He reminded me of the, of the meme Scumbag Steve. Uh, that's the same hat. I'm 100% sure it's the same hat as Scumbag it's, Steve. You're it's 100% not the right. same hat, but not? just the way he's wearing it and the, what the okay. dollar is, it's like, you are trying to be someone you're not. Yeah. You yeah. are trying so hard to be this, this top dog. I'm the best of everything. It's obviously not working because you lost Ashley. But the same, like, he's like, oh, I'll give her Shakespeare. It's like, and it's not. It's like, you know, but then it's weird because like the whole time he's like talking to um he's talking to Luke like oh, I know how deranged Luke is I'm like dude run, but then it was like I'll give her Shakespeare's like oh wow he's actually gonna try and write but the way he dies is just so unexpected and it's like yikes with the Christmas music playing as he's hoisted up and it's yeah. just like oh my god oh, man I thought oh. I was being uh what, what, what I always kind of like like how this movie plays with expectations because it was a bit with a pencil that they're like we just we put we keep this pencil under the rug i'm like okay so, so they're gonna they're gonna use the pencil to save the this can be the killing blow to the whatever this is the pencil and like immediately just gets jammed in the boyfriend's face i'm like all right well i don't freaking know movies then uh, <laughs> after the paint can kill there's there's a really good shot of of his feet where the the paint is running down but then blood starts running down with it yeah. and it's just like I'm like, man, this is a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, we're we're mixing. 
Look, yeah, it looks like ketchup and mustard are getting mixed together. Oh yeah. my god! But the, but the 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 damn ending when it's just like he's covering up his tracks and he remembers all the things that he forgot and they're like, oh shit, he's is he gonna get away with it? Because the film has been so unpredictable at this point, you you could conceivably think that he would get away with it. This would be the, just the end of the movie, and then someone's alive. <laughs> Well, first, like he 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 go and he she tries to kill her. He's like he stabs her in the back, uh, and then he's like, okay, backs or in the neck. Yeah, he stabs her in the neck. So it 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 makes to look like he slit her jugular. So it's like okay, it's the death. But then when it's revealed that she put duct tape on it to stop the bleeding, yeah, I was like, the end, just the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I love that. I love that as she's being taken in, and he's like, "Sort of all." Even when Luke is trying to get into his room after putting the pencil up, and just like trying to escape, at going to, on the roof, he sees his parents go up, and he's trying to like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" But it, I got this weird sense of like Joker, but not not like a Joaquin Phoenix Joker, but just a sense of the Joker when he's dancing around and he's fixing the evidence to make the crime scene look like it was the boy, it was the ex boyfriend. Who killed everyone? And yeah. he was just like asleep, just like knocked out asleep. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's the it's the um what what felt really Joker uh, to me is when he walks in after giving hot chocolate to all the carolers. Oh yeah, yeah. and he just walks in and he's just like they got a, they got a couple new people. It really helped their harmonization. Yeah. God, he's like he's like so on an, on a different level. Uh, he does such great work with like playing with the gun around. Uh, there's something uncomfortable about, and like it's definitely on purpose with how much his voice cracks. Oh yeah, that takes uh-huh. it back to like the level of how old he's supposed to be, and you're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, oh, so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I, I want to say the one of the scenes that really got that uncomfortable when he's his voice is cracking and when he's screaming is when he's yelling at Garrett's like, look what you made me do, look what you made me do, and then Garrett's so like, dude, help. he's like, I want my, and he kills him, and then he finally goes, then he was annoying me anyways. So it's like Garrett's oh. death is so rough. I definitely like always get the like having watched this movie twice now. I I get the like oh I want to bail moment when uh he does the I want to watch you two do it and yeah. I'm like oh no I'm out <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> this is too much it is um, it is icky it, it, it's icky in a way that very few movies make me feel yeah. and that's I I so appreciate that because it's really hard to make me feel gross. And I've seen this movie again. Like this is the second time watching. It. I'm like, oh yeah, this still works. Oh, this is still disgusting. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, even like knowing, still knowing how it would happen. There's still such a, a a pleasure in like, and you don't remember all the details and like yeah. how did how did they pull this off? How does he get away with this? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, I love that the movie slowly reveals how things were done. Like you don't see the catapults that threw the brick in until much later, things like that. Like how did he stage the whole thing? You get yeah. little nuggets here and there to see that it was a fully painted picture. Um, there's something ingenious that I only noticed because I was watching it for the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it's in the opening shots, it's uh, Ashley driving to the house. There's one shot after she stops because of the cat and she starts driving on, there is a black car in the foreground that turns on and starts following her, which is meant to imply to the audience, these are the people who are going to invade the house. The music is like, 
The music sets it up. It's a shot that's exactly setting that up. And it's just subconsciously supposed to make you think that. When in reality, it was just somebody leaving their house. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Jack Crap because yeah. that's not what this movie is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. They're so putting in your brain like this is that movie. And you're like, yeah, this is that movie. This is that movie. No, it ain't. No. The and the the IMDb for this director, it, like this is the last thing he made. I'm like, that's that's a crime. This this movie is so good, and I don't I don't know what this guy's doing now. Maybe he's just like writing scripts or something, but he hasn't made anything since. And I'm like, oh boy, we need we we need more of your work, man. You're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I really think, great subversive Christmas movie. Yeah, I think they do a really great job of conveying his the boy's character as this like total overprivileged little white boy uh super entitled to everything definitely and you know to be an incel yeah uh like it's it is i was like more of this is what i wanted in kylo ren i wanted more of this kind of privilege i didn't want this like you know like presentation and everything but i wanted more of that like that entitlement bestowed in him that's who i wanted and uh he branches out on his own to be the supreme leader one of my favorite scenes that i was really bummed because i thought that's it's where she dies um is where he's like he's telling um luke is telling ashley about how his mom used to cuddle him and he's like oh it felt so safe but i don't but she didn't stop doing that and she goes oh, yeah. i know and he's like yeah. what and she just shuts up just stays quiet and then of course <laughs> like, oh and when he stabs her i'm like no I, I really like the i really like the, the line that she has when he walks over to her and he said and she says you were never going to let me go were you Mm. yeah and, he, he and he's just, like yeah, guilty yeah. uh i i really like that uh i really like that she does that shutdown she's like i'm not giving you anything else you want no more um she, ashley's a really great character her her resistance to him throughout the film is really strong yeah uh i think that's really really well done um uh, I I really like the way they wrote her. She's just so like uh, she she doesn't care what happens. She's like I'm not I'm not willingly going to involve another person because she will not herself contact Jeremy. She's like I'm not doing that. I'm not bringing anybody else into this no matter what. Uh, she's she's very smart. Very she's just not sharp enough. The uh, beginning of it really exemplifies how intelligent she is because uh, as soon as things start going crazy, she's like, Does your dad have a gun? Okay, you stay down here. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. She's a good babysitter, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, smart enough to use the duct tape to cover her like she does save her life. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you hope that that she still survives, but you know, who knows with that little mini oh. post thing. Did so. you see the post credit? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's very early. It's very early in the in the in the in the credits. Yeah. Goes, I'm yeah. worried about Ashley. Can we go check out? I was like, no. Uh the one other thing uh, I think one of my favorite moments of in the movie is um, there's this shot where Ashley is tied up and uh, sitting in the chair and she Garrett and Luke are arguing with each other and she's looking directly at Ricky where Ricky is dead in the chair with the paint can and she just starts crying like being devastated looking at him and it's not about Luke and Garrett. You can kind of hear their voices, but it's just about her feeling that pain in that moment. I'm like, this is so, this is so good. Yeah. What yeah. a good movie. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed this one. Merry Christmas. All just a, a whole bunch of good movies watched this week. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So next is we talk about what, what the year in review, a little bit of a, 
little bit of a about... year in review thing. Uh, sizzle. Sizzles. Sizzles. Well, my well, wait. No, actually, when this goes up, the next day, Wonder Woman eighty four. So the what the movie that I was really excited for going into the year never happened at this point. Wonder Woman. I'll be yeah. right back. Really got to pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As as we spoke about it a bit before we started recording, this was a a year uh the void of the content we were promised. Uh, none of the MCU shows dropped. Most of the movies bailed out of the year. Real quick, what was the last movie we saw in theaters? Was it Bloodshot? Or do you want to count the crudes? No, I'm kind of, I'm talking about movie theater. Was it Bloodshot? Then yes. God damn it. Mine was Sonic the Hedgehog. You didn't it see Bloodshot? Bloodshot. No, I didn't. I think I was gone. Oh no, I was in um I was oh, in yeah. Arizona. That's right. You were gone that week. Um yes. yeah, so yeah, a bad year for movie theaters considering we can go to them since Bloodshot. Yeah. You know what? I would but say But you know what? Birds of Prey came out this year and Birds of Prey rules. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a bitch and a boss, a bitch and a boss, and I shine like gloss. That's the song. (laughs) I would say a year, even though for television, for films, especially films, it was a crap year. This was a landmark year for video games. Oh yeah, good year. Um, because because of the pandemic. I mean, yes, the pandemic had to push us, but we got Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy VII. I want to interrupt you slightly, Ben, and just say I love it when you talk about video games because you get into like. I'm ready for. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to do a speech voice. Wow. You go. This was a landmark year for video games. In this presentation, I will show you. Like a whiteboard shows up behind you. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Charlie from. Uh, I'm like a. Uh, uh, God, is it Charlie from? How, uh, not how many really Yeah, no, you're on the right track, Ben. You got it. Keep going. Always sunny. Yeah. It's the, the meme where it's where he has the whiteboard, the street theory. It's like hey. yeah. no. It's more. It's more. It's more like. You're not not crazy about you're not being crazy about it. You're being like I'm, you're standing at a podium, getting ready to make a speech to a symposium about video games. Uh, yeah. Hey, hi, uh, I'm Ben Magnet. I'm nostalgia's bitch. Welcome to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I don't think like we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, not really. But this uh, two two things to this. Uh, this is the year that streaming services really earn their stripes, and the reason that I say that is because. We are so far removed from network television at this point that we're not really seeing it. But network TV is in a weird place because most shows didn't get to come back. Mm-hmm. They're just in weird limbo, weird limbos and reality things that they have to rely on because that's the only thing they can safely do. Uh, like a lot of scripted shows, like all the whole CW slate hasn't come back and won't yeah. come back this year. That is wild. That is a wild place for network TV to live, and it would not. It would be so weird if we didn't have streaming services. We'd mm-hmm. all be living in that weird moment where we're like, wow, there's nothing new to TV. Yeah. Well, remember, like, ti- that's why Tiger King, that's why Tiger King exploded because it's, yeah. the pandemic just started and, like, everyone latched onto Tiger King. Like, that's what was going to get us through the pandemic. Oh, God. Eight that. months ago. Holy shit, guys. I forgot. I totally forgot about Tiger King. Well, to Sparks' point about the network TVs, like, a lot of network TVs that are, that were able to come back are doing coronavirus episodes. They are doing episodes that heavily deal with the coronavirus. It's so weird and, like, topical but uncomfortable. It's, it's yeah. It is a strange moment in network television, yeah. for sure. It's funny because I haven't, I haven't actually watched cable in, honestly, probably over a decade. I have been exclusively 
uh, Netflix, and then everything that's come after that uh, in YouTube and piracy on the internet uh, for a decade now. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how long that era of like, the way, like 22 episode things, how like, I wonder if this pandemic will change that or we're just going to go back to like, yo, we got to turn out a hundred episodes of the show in a year. I'm like, I think, oh. I think uh, in the long run, this pandemic will have changes that will not be immediately accepted. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a big pushback in every industry to be like, let's go back to normal business as usual. Let's get back. Let's get back into it. And then they will have to realize that, no, we will, we have to change. Uh, whether or yeah. not that'd be too late, I do think it's not, I don't think it's going to happen like right away. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. People are, are, are urging just to go back to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. which is fair. Yeah. I get it. Like I'd love to work more too. I'll go back to work. Uh, that'd be great. Um, I love money. And, Thank you. It's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, streaming service, uh, you're, you're right. Like this year, like, like we, we got, well, Disney plus has been here, but like so much stuff came on there, man. And like, we got season two of Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean like, like just, Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. That's what I'm thinking. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. They yeah. launched this year. They launched this year. Yeah. Peacock too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like it just, it just, uh, it really. Quibi was born and died. Wow. <laughs> the pandemic killed Quibi. Um, like that's it, so you know, true. We have touched on those things, but like, yeah, streaming services lived a. We watched uh, all streaming services to some extent start to embrace creating multi-watch parties because you were at home, uh, creating event uh, moments that you could stream exceptionally. Yeah. Uh, the filmed uh, theater performances, stage theater performances from the Met Opera went on YouTube weekly uh, with new performances just to try and help everybody have something they could entertain themselves with, have something that they could connect to. We got Hamilton on <clears throat> Plus. I would I'm never faster yeah. than we would have. But I yeah. never would have seen Hamilton without that. I honestly don't believe we would have gone to Hamilton if it wasn't for the pandemic. No, it was coming out next year. It was coming oh. out anyway. They oh, just I moved thought... it up because of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Which is good because, okay, let me rephrase. I don't think I ever would have seen that musical on stage at all. Yeah. Because those tickets were not impossible to get before. And of course, no Broadway is closed because of the pandemic. And when it does reopen, those tickets are probably going to be like gold. No. Mm -hmm. So finally, yeah. So finally being able to see this this musical that's been raved about for so long for so many years. It's like, hey, it does live up to the hype. Hamilton's one of really the things, good. One of the things that I do like about about this about the beginning of the pandemic, uh, especially and I'm sure we'll talk about the two months that weren't pandemics. Um, but what we were talked about, uh, as Spark said about like they embrace the multiple watch parties things like you know, it also embraced the event. Like when Hamilton dropped, that's all anyone was talking about for that weekend was Hamilton. Because I mean, they made it like, let's 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 all sit down, let's all watch Hamilton. These communal moments that we had in the beginning of the pandemic, because like that's all that's what we had. Even if we weren't talking to each other, it's like we knew that everybody was watching yeah. Hamilton at the same time. I mean, look that, at Mandalorian. That, that's a great point. That's actually the closest, probably, that the, our country has gotten to everybody watching one thing at more or less the same time period since before uh, DVR and all of that existed. Back when, like, the only way to watch something was to watch it live in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, this is probably the first time that the country is actually really unified into like living in more or less a public conscience of we're all kind of consuming at least one thing that is the same. 
because we're all enraptured with it at that moment. That definitely happened in the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah, uh, I I, uh, <clears throat> I just brought up Mandalorian because like talking about an event, like the last episode of Mandalorian just happened. And I, I won't spoil it here uh, if you haven't seen it, but like that is an event and that is something that people who don't even have like Twitter talk about. Like that is something that like, uh, the impact would still be there, I think, if if we weren't in a pandemic. But so many people are just stuck at home still. That yeah. like this was like their Avengers Endgame for the year. This is the biggest thing of the year for so many people. Is this final episode of Mandalorian? And I don't think it would have been that way without the pandemic. For yeah. sure. It, it it almost brought back the water cooler moment that you know you always talk about. Like everybody was sitting, we'll, we'll watch the same episode of Friends, and then the next work day you go home, you talk about it at the water cooler. You know, it's Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Game of Thrones was a was a show that like. That was two years ago, though. But yeah, but still, let's say one of those shows that like, you know. it was like you go to the work, you're at the water cooler, and then he's like, "So, did anyone watch that episode of Game of Thrones last night?" Yeah, and that's where that that that, that idea comes from. But you haven't seen that in a long time, right? Um, I am also really interested in in what media is going to look like going forward. Um, we are more or less living in a time is a leak situation where we have repeated a century ago. Uh, they had the Spanish flu. And then right after that, in response to the the panic and the fear and the anxieties of the Spanish flu, you get the Roaring Twenties. Um, so much art. And here we are heading into the Roaring Twenties and potentially then a depression. History um, repeats. <laughs> yeah, so so it's wild to think about, but like a uh, uh, film and a film redefined itself. Uh, the pop culture would redefined itself, and only because of the depression did it correct backwards. But it, throughout the twenties film was doing uh it, it was giving women independent characters it was pushing for feminism it was pushing for uh individual consumerism and like there were good and bad things on both ends of it um but it was pushing the the needle hard in a direction of more or less progress and change and so i'm really interested if we're going to see a similar backlash especially when you take into account like the major other thing that happened because of the pandemic is everybody getting involved in the Black Lives Matter discussion because we all saw it. We yeah. were all home and we all were able to see it and take part in it. And so that, like, the next major, uh, and I hate to say, like, I have to say it like that major killing, but, like, the next major thing that happens with the police like that, uh, it will be a bigger response. Like, it is not, it, now it has, now it is massive. Now it requires attention. So we are heading into, like, a decade of of change and progress and how is that going to take shape? It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, and weird. Not to change the subject from something that doesn't matter uh, <laughs> to something that doesn't matter. After you said that, this is the first year in years that we've gotten, that we've had no MCU. That's true. Uh, yes. it's, it's very weird to come to the end of that. Uh, I, I, I'm going to like be trying to figure out for the next like three years, Brandon and I have joked about this, like where do things fit now in the chronology because oh. when they were intended to come out and when they have come out and that kind of thing. Oh, and I'm like, does it go here or does it go I'll here? Wait for, <laughs> yeah, I'll wait for Kevin Feige to give me a list or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, uh, but what, but I wanted to bring that up because like culturally it also had a major impact of like, we've had a year with no major blockbusters really. Yeah. Uh, the highest, the highest grossing superhero film was Birds of Prey, which is rad. But yeah, the movie actually didn't do that well. Yeah. Um, so we've had a we've had no big budget blockbusters going forward. I do wonder if because streaming, Dennyville knew is absolutely right that streaming cannot support the type of blockbusters we are used to seeing on the big screen. It just can't. Um, I I do wonder if if as things go 
now make a larger push towards streaming, which we've seen with HBO Max, um, will we start seeing those budgets on those films start to go down? I hope so. I think yes. I think um, not not every big movie needs to cost $200 million because half the time I feel like they don't even know how to use that money correctly. People like Denny Villeneuve and Christopher Nolan, there, there are very few filmmakers that I feel okay with giving you half a billion dollars to make a movie because that's just too much money for anyone to have for any movie. But I see something like a Christopher Nolan movie or something like a Dune and I'm like, okay, I know you're responsible and you need to use that nicely. I think of like, man, what are some really like Adam Sandler makes $100 million comedies. And where does that money go? It goes to him and his friends. And I just think Hollywood budgets need to go down entirely across the board for every reason, because it's it's ridiculous that Justice League costs $300 million. That's ridiculous. That's too much money. You can make a billion movies out of that. Uh, I think Hollywood budgets should just go down regardless of the pandemic. I, I don't know if I'd agree with like the budgets need to go down. I would say that more what's needed is reallocation of the wealth in those budgets. Yeah. Because like we know that there are still people like all the below the line workers, all the all the like, you know, artists and uh, crew that work below the line are not being paid fair enough wages in comparison to the product that they put out when it hits big. Yeah. Uh, and that, that kind of equal compensation doesn't exist. So I wouldn't say necessarily that like there needs to be less money in the, cause when you make that cut, like the stars aren't going to be getting those cuts, lower people are going to be getting those. Well, cuts. Then, then yes. Uh, stop giving Tom Cruise $30 million to be in your movie. Right. Uh, and, and so like, I think that more so than like, we need to re reassess how budgets work for these kind of movies. We maybe need to reconsider, the wealth gap that happens in the industry because of yeah they're hand in hand because absolutely. of over yeah. the line and below the line people yeah 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 um yeah it'd just be interesting to see what kind what the blockbuster market looks like in like five or six years yeah well i mean hopefully we'll be done with the pandemic by then um and i'm sure we're still gonna get like another avengers movie and all that stuff well, like sure pandemic that... or not pandemic or not i'd like to see what the block what a blockbuster looks like in five in five or six years like uh... i'm sure it's gonna like similar to how we would have thought blockbusters look five years ago, just better, better technology, different actors. Like I don't know how much it's really going to change. No, I mean like as with that with the, a two hundred fifty million dollar budget, Endgame wouldn't look like it does. Well, here's um, the thing: is that I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think things like Endgame, like an Avengers film, their budgets aren't going to go. Their their franchises that they know rake in a certain amount of money, their budgets won't go down. The budgets that need to go down are like the projects like. Uh, Monster Hunter, for example, um, yeah. frankly, like, you know, to pr probably invested with too much money. That's maybe not the best example, but it's just like... That, I don't think one. that's a good example because um, that's literally a movie about giant CGI monsters. Uh, like, but, but speaking to that point, like, just like the things that are like these, uh, you know, we you know the movies I'm talking about, not part of these franchises. Not the, part of the, the Tom Cruise mummy movie did not need to cost $200 million. There you go. Perfect. Like, yeah, the Tom Cruise mummy movie didn't need to cost as much as it did. That was ridiculous. The Invisible Man cost literally like a fraction of what the mummy cost. Yeah, I was I was only saying that I just think it's going to be interesting to see how blockbusters evolve in, in a couple of years because of the pandemic and because of decreasing budgets and because of the push, the push to streaming. I think it'd be interesting to see what those things were going to look like. No, for sure. And and I, I, I hear you and I agree with you. I'm only saying that uh, I really don't think the major players, the like big players that are are have cemented themselves as things that earn money, they're not going to change. The things that will change are the things that are more risky yeah. as blockbusters. Those budgets are the ones that are going to go down. Uh, and maybe they should. And this could be a thing where this is very similar to the video game industry and what we've been talking about, that AAA titles need to not have this... 
uh, industry push where they're being shoved out, but be considered more thoughtfully because they're putting so much money and time and work into it. And then uh, it allows indie games to get more attention, which would now fall to the indie film market. Lower budget films will get more attention uh, if they are allowed to rise from the cream of the crop for being talented, well-done films rather than a studio just trying to shit something out. Yeah, I would like to see a return of the mid-budget film. I know we, we only recently killed that, but I would like to see it come back. Absolutely. It's the same thing with video games too. Like mid-budget games are gone. Like like the games that are like, oh, this game's like a B. Like they just don't make those anymore. Either it's an indie game or it's Gears of War 5. And that sucks. It's a sucker. Well, um, only recently, like Fox 2000 was one of the last mid-budget level studios that was out there. And then Disney dissolved that immediately when they when they bought Fox. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be wild. This was a weird year. This was a weird year. And we're going to see some weird shit going forward. We got. We didn't yeah. talk about video games very much because we because we got cut off real quick. So we got to talk about games, man. Sounds good. Definitely. Yeah. Talk Do about games. Let's talk about games. <laughs> oh, I, I thought we were. I didn't know we were gonna. Ryan, uh, you should well, go. Leave him in. We started to talk about it, and then and yeah. then Sparks came back in the bathroom, and we just cut the conversation off before we even started. Yeah. So we got to talk yeah. about video games. Yeah. No, it's not. It wasn't your fault. No. Um, yeah. I just want to talk about Hades because Hades is the game I haven't finished, but it's it's many people's game of the years. It's the it's the smallest game that has the biggest reputation right now. And as I talked about um, the last time I talked about Hades, um, I I value and I love when small things can get big because they deserve it. And uh, you know, Last of Us Two, uh, biggest game of the year. That that game had a thousand people work on it. Hades has four people working on it. So I'm just a little more attracted to that game. Um, I love that that game is so popular and it's made that it's it sold millions of copies on Switch. That is again, that's so insane to me that this roguelike Greek mythology like run based action game. It is such a niche type of thing is 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 speaking to so many people. It speaks to me as, a, as someone who doesn't like those types of games. I don't like games like uh, roguelikes where uh, it resets every time and it's something different every time because there's no narrative thing to that. But Hades gave it a narrative reason why you keep dying. Uh, so every time you die, something new is added to the game. And that makes it endlessly fascinating to play. Um, and I just think that's a game that everyone uh, needs to watch out for. Is Hades is great. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about Animal Crossing New Horizon. I haven't really been touching Animal Crossing since I've been back at work. Um, that month off when I was sick with COVID was, it was a very stressful month. I that was, was a long time ago. It was, it was all July. It yeah. was, it was stressful. It was, I was, it was anxiety filled. It sucked. You would think that, oh, but man, you're off of work. Why did it suck? You're, if you're free, it's like, yeah, but I didn't know I was okay. I didn't know if I was going to be okay. I didn't know yeah. if, what my job wanted me to do. It was just, and even, of course, it was, we were in the middle, that was one of the heights of the pandemic. So, of course, I couldn't go outside. The only time I did go outside was to get groceries and food, and that's it. So, having some form of normalcy in the form of a video game, oh, sharing yeah. the console with Fanny, seeing her create her island, then me jumping on, then me actually getting really into it, talking, even though they're, they're NPCs, just chatting with these villagers and just doing stuff on just like walking around, swimming, fishing, catching bugs laugh joking at fans like hey guess what i was able to put something in the museum that you didn't get i got that it was it was the game animal crossing like when final fantasy 7 came out i mean yeah it was hype but then the hype died animal crossing the hype started and it stayed people would because animal crossing is a never-ending game it is just fun it's wholesome Ryan, you and I did a Halloween special on it a few weeks ago, or a few a month and a, a month ago now. Two almost two months ago. <laughs> two months ago, yeah. Jeez. And 
the game because the game works in real time it's like you you enjoy seeing your island change as the year progresses going from summer to fall to now winter rose gold island is covered in snow and it's beautiful yeah my my island uh it's still spooky themed uh so it's all snowy spooky stuff so it's like a nightmare before christmas <laughs> nice but animal crossing i feel it didn't just help me out but it helped i'm going to bet millions of people who just wanted some form of normalcy some form of routine that they used to have before the pandemic and now that the pandemic hit and they're stuck inside or they lost their jobs they now had something they could look forward to every day it's like oh what's hot at nook's cranny right now how like much your turnips how how rich can i get and yeah it's it sounds silly of paying of the euphoria of paying off your home loans to tom nook in a virtual video game but it's still so satisfying it's like yes i paid them off and i could save up and then go back to him it's like hey build me a basement yeah yeah bitch <laughs> and he's like cool you owe me a million and a half bells as he cocks the gun um <laughs> yeah if we're talking about video games then you know i got pretty into video games this pandemic because of the pandemic mm-hmm. um i fell off and i kind of played a bit when god of war and spider-man came out but like this was every couple weeks i was telling you guys oh, i just finished this game oh, i just finished this game i turned my xbox one on for the first time since i played and beat halo 5 that's like four years ago it's been a while that my xbox <laughs> had just been sitting there and i had tomb raider on the xbox i was like yeah all right and i just put it in surprised it worked played tomb raider it's a great game yep it is a good game did you know you can get xbox live ultimate game pass for a dollar a month baby look at that play every game you want with us i'm just saying oh i also started immortals phoenix rising uh right <laughs> good so good good, good. um um yeah animal crossing yeah that came out at the perfect time um that game that game is beautiful because yes it is a a game where you can play it daily but also they have seasonal stuff so it it makes you invested to want to play more to unlock all the cool stuff for every season um that game's just yeah hella charming you can personalize as much as you want you can make you can make your own island your own your own house how you want to make it and it's just uh uh for creative people that's you couldn't ask for anything better it's also it's also it's soothing Yes. Whereas you open it up and you hear the it's just nice and relaxing. I did get Doom Eternal earlier this year, and when I'm of course it's Doom, so you're running, you're gonna you're it's a high adrenaline game, it's a high pace, you gotta like be on your toes. Whereas Animal Crossing, just chill out, man. Just relax. Yeah. I but think there was thing- a lot of there was a lot of that, like Fall Guys and Among Us became very popular yeah. because of the pandemic. Like oh, those yeah. types of like well, Fall Guys isn't really calming anymore. But like those kinds of like calming games, you just want to like hang out with your friends and play a game. Well, yeah. People yeah. were stuck indoors and they couldn't go outside. So what do they go to? They looked at Twitch. They looked at new content. They watched all the stuff. They wa- Tiger King was over. What do we watch now? Oh, there's this thing where you can watch other people play games? F it. Hey, what's this Among Us game? And then I started playing Among Us this year because of all the memes. I got Fall Guys because you guys, hey, it's free on PlayStation. Let's all play together. We all play together. We play Dead free. Daylight. Played by, de- yeah. de- by Daylight. We're playing that. And uh, Among Us came out two years ago. It was not at nominated Game Awards and won Best Multiplayer Game. A yeah, two year old game did that. Um, no, I'm, I'm working it. I, I think I, I was one of the points I was going to was for Animal Crossing is that whereas like Doom, Final Fantasy VII, Hades, these are high octane action games where you really have to focus and you have to plan whereas oh, yeah. thing is literally just a game you can just sit back and relax to and 
It's the opposite of Doom. Yeah, it is. It's the opposite of Doom, and for me, it's the opposite of Bloodborne. I played. I finished Dark Souls three this year, and I'm I'm in the right in the middle of Bloodborne. Um, and those are and those are and I was only able to play those games quite a bit because I was stuck indoors, and my brother is also stuck indoors across the country. So it's like, what do we do? Let's let's play some games. Let's kill some monsters. Let's go get some souls and and uh, kill some Cthulhu beasts. Let's do it. We played Fortnite a whole lot. Yeah, still are. Still are. <laughs> um, speaking of content, a lot of lot of we had to change. We did. We had to fundamentally yeah. change our show. We had to, yeah, because uh, because of the pa- the pandy. That sucks. Um, I want to quick, quickly, Ryan. You mentioned things that like came out around this around like the right time. Um, yeah. One of the things that I think came out of the right, right time are the film Palm Springs. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, which was just really relatable, especially in the pandemic. Like Groundhog's Day became very popular for a second time because Groundhog's Day passed uh, for a similar reason. That kind of like time loop film uh you're gonna feel like you're you're uh doing the same day over and over again mm-hmm. and then the technology stagecraft could not have come at a better time because that allows people to quarantine while filming oh yes uh it's this yeah. technology that the mandalorian uses the big led led screens like star trek is incorporating it uh Ooh. 2000 ad is incorporating it uh, the uh they're using the judge their judge dread show mega city one. Oh shit um, that's still coming. They're using stagecraft. Like plenty of people are using stagecraft to be able to film their shows now, and it's such a such a advanced. It's like the next leap of technology from green screen to now this uh, came out at the right time. Where it's just like, well, we can't go outside. We can't shoot on location. We can shoot in here though. We can make it look like we're on location, no problem. And it's convincing every time, every single time. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to highlight those kind of things because, like. You know the 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 right time, right the the right place, right time thing happened a bunch during this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. I uh I wrote down some things. These are some things that I these are I wrote down one of each of the media properties that I that I liked. So I wrote down Hades for a game. For the movie, I picked Bill and Ted Face the Music. Not because that's my favorite movie of the year, but maybe because it's the most surprising and how much I just effing love that movie. And I think about that movie more than I probably should. And I think I want to rewatch it soon. Um, I agree. Yeah, I just thought it was uh, utterly charming. And like for a movie that had no right to be as fun or as good as it is, I think it's just like, that's like a perfect trilogy right there. Um, I, so, think, I think Bill and Ted Face the Music was a very big bright spot yeah. in this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for comics, I wrote X of Swords. Uh, that's a 22-issue X-Men comic book. And uh, juicy, spicy, delicious, yummy, yummy, give me all of it. Uh, we talked about it. the whole thing a couple of episodes back. Absolutely. And then I wrote music. I don't often talk about music, but I listen to a lot of music, guys. Uh, Dua Lipa released an album called Future Nostalgia. She's probably going to win the Grammy for it. I hope she wins. She's amazing. Uh, it's a dope-ass pop album, and I don't really like pop music very much, unless it's super good. And I think every every uh, track on this album, Future Nostalgia, is a hot bop. It's a bop, bop, bop. So there you go, Dua Lipa. That's music. So bop it. Awesome. Bop it. Push it. <laughs> Twist it. Okay. Um, that's it, I guess. We're good. So we, uh, have a, we have a wish. We have a wish. It's time for Christmas wishes. Wish time. Whoa. We start by revisiting the wishes of the last year. Yes. Shall I begin with Ryan? Yes. Now, Ryan, Ryan last year changed his wish did i yes so 
Ryan used to wish for a Mass Effect trilogy remaster uh-huh. and for an announcement of Fantastic Four film. Yeah. Which both happened this year. Yeah. But Ryan didn't wish for that last year. No. Ryan, Ryan wished for them to announce Ryan Johnson's next Star Wars film. Oh, no. <laughs> and for a Mass Effect 1 remaster. So we can kind of give you the trilogy for that one. Yeah, I'll allow... I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, we got everything but Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie. Man, so I, did we. that's a big negative on my part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of these some of these get a little... I'm going to be real with you guys a couple of these because they weren't wishes about media but more about personal things. Like, it's just going to... It's going to hit you in the spots of like, oh, well, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, no so sure. ben, ben wished for... Three episodes of Basement Arcade pause menu to be recorded. Nope. Nope. He also wished to be published in a magazine this year. That didn't happen. And well, you wrote articles for an online magazine. But he, that's the no, he I wanted them to be published yeah. in the magazine. I wanted to be in the actual magazine. I want to try, but nothing happened. Became a uh, and and Ben also wished to finish his novel. Yeah, I hate myself. Uh, ben, I recommend uh, Christmas wishes. Don't don't put yourself down on personal goals. <laughs> um, at least on the novel uh, front, I thought of something really cool for it, and I wrote it down. It's just I need to see. There you go. You got uh, it. I I wished for an announcement about what the next Dragon Ball anime series would be. Nope, I did not get it. Um, <clears throat> so there you go. And uh, Brandon. Brandon wished that he would have more time to work on projects for the show and his book. Oh, Brandon. I'm sorry. And Brandon, Brandon got the quarantine. It's my fault. <laughs> no wow. joke. I was breaking back, checking the wishes, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> no, I actually, Sparks, I was thinking about it. I was like, wow. I had a whole month. What the hell? You want to justify it? I was also freaking the F out, but at the same time, I was like, man. You went back to work almost immediately. And also, uh, regardless, like whether you were in your position or you were in Brandon's position, working on passion projects on your own time and working on passion projects because you have obligatory time at home are two totally different things and they create totally different emotional stances and you should not expect yourself like this is something that people have talked a lot about in the relation to the pandemic like i had all this time why didn't i learn a new language or something like that because our brains and our spirits are already being taxed by so much else in our external world yes we are at our homes more but that doesn't mean that necessarily engaging with that kind of productivity is beneficial or healthy for us yeah well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I was thinking about that, like, you know, no, I'm stuck with the realization that I caused the pandemic, but, <laughs> but the idea that, you know, I could have, we could have gotten season two of Miscellaneous out. We could have, I could have started my, uh, my, uh, um, what the hell is it called? Series of my, my bitch, bitch in a month, uh, bitch in about nothing. Um, uh, Brandon, like, Mytholenius isn't held up because of you. Mytholenius is held up because of me. And, like, I had, I, I, yes, we had this year, but, like, I know why I didn't work on Mytholenius. I didn't work on Mytholenius because I was in school. And then I, when we were in the summer, I was so just 
drained from everything else that was happening in the summer that I didn't want to engage in trying to actually write something. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went back into school and I did six courses and there was just no way I wanted to sit down and write more things. It yeah. just, it, 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 there was no path for me to find my way back, even though I wanted to, to Mythalania. So that's not like an on you thing. And that is me acknowledging that like my life uh, in the pandemic mixed with school made it so that I could not engage with that kind of side of myself. Like as yeah. much content as we were able to put out this year is pretty much the limit of what I was capable of putting out. Yeah, I kind of looked at I kind of looked at it like if I got an article up on our on our website, that was enough for me after a while that I just kind of felt like I I know why I, I have such little I have such little motivation. Uh, but if I could just get one up there, it's kind of the same way that I started watching new movies. Like any way to trick my brain into shooting serotonin in, 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 into my head like you know it, it that that was you just kind of keep grasping for a lot of that for yeah. sure i mean there, there were times during the pandemic where or even when i was home for that what for that one month all by myself where fanny and i were just chilling at home where i thought of, there were times like because i told you that that month was some of the worst nights of sleep, sleep i ever got in my life i was just tossing and turning i was just anxious and it's like i could have wrote something but because there have been times where I've gone home and was like, no, I want to do this. And I came and I turned out some really good stuff, even stuff for um, Old School Gamer Magazine. I There's some day, nights where I came home, I wrote a whole article. I was like, man, that was really good. I put it up there right then. I was like, oh, man, that was nice. But there are others where I'm just staring at it. It's like, you have to do this. You have to do this. But then it's like the, the screen is still blank. Yeah. Or even the one yeah. I, wrote, I do write it, down. It, it goes what? back to what I, it goes back to what I talked to. What I, like, we put out a new show this week. Uh, not, not this week, this year. Like we put out Fake Nerd Book Club as a as an independent show, um, and it's one of the things. And I, I'm really proud of us that we did that. I'm really happy that we have that out there. Um, and it, it's it's a really cool show that you all should check out. Um, on this channel, Charming next year. Um, so, oh, what was my point? Oh, um, uh, just, I didn't want anything here to feel like a chore because of how drained we are already from the pandemic sparks's work schedule uh school schedule uh, ben's work schedule and especially in december if it works six days like i didn't want anything that we do here to feel like we had to do it i wanted it to remain that to feel like we want to do it right and i mean like it's it's much the same about you know writing your book ben or like like uh, my finals week was really bad because I procrastinated on papers, but it's because honestly, when I tried to sit down and, and write some of them before that, I just like was sitting there staring at the screen and not doing anything. And I'm like, that's, a, it's not helpful to me. I don't like sitting there just trying to force something out of myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, it's, I got to find my own way to it. And we all have to do that. And yeah. it, there is no good sense in trying to make yourself create something. Cause it's probably going to be bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a difference between the article I wrote about soul and my Gamera article, which one I felt like I should write and one that I wanted to write. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, on that note, let's hear some new Christmas wishes. Uh, I will go ahead and go first. Um, my new Christmas wish is two. I have two. Uh, considering that I'm going to say Charlie Cox is coming back in Spider-Man 3, I want a Vincent D'Onofrio confirmed 
uh, return in the MCU somewhere. Give it a week. Don't even care where. Give it a week. Everyone, I just, yeah. I just want that. Not rumor. <laughs> no, confirmed. I know. I know. <laughs> in this next year, I want to confirm we're getting that kingpin back, baby. You want I'm Kevin not- Feige? You want Kevin Feige to call you on the phone? This is oh, happening. <laughs> yes. Um, and the other one I want is I want them to say, in addition with the Fantastic Four, when they're also going to make Noah Hawley's Doctor Doom. Them's oh. <laughs> my wishes. It's a good wish. I'll go next. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm next. Where did I write it down? I wrote down something about the X-Fan. Not movie related, though, because I now that I know Fantastic Four's coming, I'm not even going to pretend the X-Men are coming soon. Um, I wrote that I want an X-Men game to be announced with before next Christmas. Because I firmly believe with how bad Avengers was, um, they were going to, and now that they have X-Men, they've got to be working on something with the X-Men. Because um, that is just a team that is ripe for video games. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance had a really sick X-Men expansion pack that had a bunch of stuff and had like the Danger Room and stuff. So like, it's not like they're not, they're against doing that because I've done it before. So uh, I'm I'm requesting an X-Men video game announced this next I, year. Uh, would a new Fortnite season that is entirely X-Men based count? I no. Okay. Because they've already had like X-Force and Wolverine and Storm. So like I already have X-Men. Yeah, but I'm saying like not a Marvel event. Like it yeah. is it is like they they literally bring like they literally yeah. bring Krakoa. Krakoa yeah. becomes the Fortnite island. Like what what if Krakoa comes to Fortnite, I will allow that. Okay. That will be the big boy. Because <laughs> that is that is too spicy. But yeah, I, I think there will be some type of X-Men game announced within a year. Ben, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. Um, one of my wishes is I want this pandemic to be over so that all. <laughs> oh, no, let me finish. This show started the pandemic. This show can end it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Is that I want the pandemic to be over and it's safe enough and we all feel comfortable enough because I want all of us to go back to Disneyland to build our lightsabers. Oh yes. I would love for that to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, Star Wars. I, I, even though we got Rise of Skywalker last year, but for some reason, I don't know why, but recently I've been on a big Star Wars kick, probably because... Wait, what, what, what came out last year? Uh, oh, never mind. Nothing came out last year. Mandalorian came out last year. That's what happened. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I've been on a big... I've been on, I've been on a Star Wars kick, and all the news makes me excited for Star Wars, and it just makes me miss Disneyland. It makes, um, it makes me miss just going there with my friends. Um, even while I was there the other day to get Fanny's uh, Christmas presents... I was able to walk into DCA and I felt it just felt weird. It just felt weird seeing the plaza to Disneyland still block roped off and empty, but being a DCA in the just essentially just Hollywood land and Buena Vista street, just like looking at it as like, man, this feels weird. Not going to Incredicoaster, not going to soar in California. Oh, the, 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 stores, open? Are, the stores are open. Just, you, I mean, you can still like go into Disneyland and stuff. No, you can just go to California Adventure. Oh. California Adventure. Okay, gotcha. You can't okay. go to Disneyland, just California Adventure. Stores. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. And it made me really miss just going there with my friends, getting a churro, just waiting in line, talking, and just being in Disneyland with my friends. So my wish is, that's one of my wishes is for the pandemic to be over and safe enough so we can all go and we can enjoy Disneyland again. Safely, not rushed. I want this to be done safely, but that is sometime next year it could be summer it could be christmas eve for all i care it's gonna, i'm gonna tell you ben it's gonna be a while before i even want to think about going to disneyland yeah but that, yeah, being honest. That, that's fine that's that's totally fine but it's something i would like to do if it's absolutely fun. i would love to have the money to buy a personalized lightsaber that's yeah. also that, that also because yeah, like that, that 
Um, yeah, I mean, kind of attached to that, like, I just, you know, best wishes for everyone who's still suffering worse than us, not as much as us through this pandemic. We're all, We're all, all in, in it. it. Uh, and I hope that we all come out of it strong and all right next year. Yeah. yeah. Second, uh, second wish is to maybe not finish it, but at least get a good jump on the book. Maybe not finish the first draft, but to at least get some stuff to put the ideas that are up in here. I'm putting down to my keyboard. That's good. Yeah, don't don't make it. Yo, don't write the whole book. Like, yo, work on the book. That's I mean, good. the book is a lot of it is done, but it's just like just finish it. Just or maybe not just finish it. Just work on it. Get it some headway. Because I have been. I even though I haven't sent down to write to write it for two and a half years. I still have been thinking about it. It's still up here. So for sure. Right. So it's it's still a work in progress, but it, it's hopefully it will happen someday because I keep dreaming and, and fantasizing about the day it gets published and the day I don't get one. Um okay. So I wrote down a few options. I'm not gonna say them all because I, I wasn't okay. sure what I wanted to do. Um yeah. I I think I want one of my wishes to be a Spider-Man three announced. Or a Spider-Man 2 if you want to count Miles Morales. Oh, okay. You're oh, about the video you. game. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, so you've played Miles Morales. I, I can almost guarantee that the next game is going to be called Spider-Man. Whatever like, the third game is called, I want it. I want it announced I, this year. Uh, yeah, that, that game, that, that Miles game is small enough where they're, they are definitely working on that new one now. Um, and like, if, if it looks like it's going to be like a Gotham Knight situation where there's both game, both characters are in that game, because it's going to be a true next gen game, not a halfway like this one was. Um, Yo, baby, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, whatever it's called. Oh, it's going to be juicy. Yeah, juicy. Whatever that is, I want it announced. Uh, I was going to say God of War, but then I remembered it was announced last week. It's coming last out next week. year. Yeah. No, sure it is. Sure it is. It's coming out next year, and it's going to be not as big, and it's going to be on PS4, guys. I'm just saying, be careful for another one of those Miles Morales games. <laughs> I still push back on that, but I also don't think it's actually coming out next year. So, Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay, I'll say this one. I want a new Dragon Ball series announced. I'm going to steal Sparks just from last year. Oh, we got a whole year now. I want, I want a new Dragon Ball series. I didn't know I wanted it last year until there wasn't one because I was certain we were going to get a follow-up to Super. We didn't. So I'm sitting here going like, okay, next year, man. I, I truly think, give me my fix. I yeah. truly think at this point that the plan is to wait until Toriyama's next movie is a about to come out yeah because that's definitely coming and the anime series will bridge the gap yeah um i I have one more that is thought of um since they announced the fantastic four i want them to announce the casting to be a uh, diverse cast i don't want them to be white i think uh i've seen a lot of sterling k brown and a lot of raul cooley uh going around to play reed richards and i'm like oh my god they would rock both those roles oh my god Sterling but I know K. Brown would be incredible as Reed, dude. Especially like an egotistical Reed, that would be like insanely good. Um, but I don't, I don't trust Disney because they're cowards. So well, he's also already in Black Panther. Oh shit! You uh, hey uh, Minerva, Minerva, what's her name? The lady from Captain Marvel is in Eternals. Other other people in the MCU have appeared as other people in other places. Hell yeah. I know. Just giving the MCU a hard time. That multi billion dollar franchise. Yes. Um. All right. Uh, and I guess the last one, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it for myself. Uh-oh. Um, I want to go to a movie theater that's not a drive-in. 
Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I'm with you. I do too. I don't want Man, Bloodshot to be my last movie in the theater. Right? There are people like in the Midwest, like their theaters are open. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. And I'm sure like they're doing every other seating with masks. And I'm like, still don't like it. You're in an insulated place. I hate it. Well, yeah. you got a bunch of people of, you got probably got a bunch of people who are like, oh, you don't need masks. And some theaters are like, oh, just I'm going to look the other way. Yeah. That's why we're here where we are. Yeah. Yeah. But one big thing, one big up for me personally that happened this year was, of course, this team finally won the damn World Series. It's true. Took how long? 80 years? 32. 32, okay. That's not as bad. I also, I'm not going to make it my wish, but I want to tell you, I didn't make it my wish, but I want to tell you what what I wrote down. I said, to not stop buying comics, because I'm really scared that I'm going to have to. Yeah, Yeah, I had to not buy comics this week, and I'm like, that sucks. That's a sucker. I feel you. Especially because DC, we'll talk about it on the episode. We talked about it. We will talk about it on the episode last week. Figure that one out, audience. Um, <laughs> it's Tenet. It's Inversion. <laughs> um, but a lot of the DC comics are going to four ninety nine. What? Hey, remember holding the line at two ninety nine? <laughs> they're they're upping the page count, and a lot of titles are getting backup issues. So a lot of them are going to four ninety nine. Yeah, that sucks. So yeah. <laughs> Money. Okay, let's let's end it on a happy note, though. I am happy. Comics still getting. This is a great. This is a great special. What did you say, Sparks? I said "Estoy feliz Navidad." Yes. Uh, I really am happy we get to do this, even if we don't get to do it in person. Absolutely. Um, I miss you guys. I miss you. I miss miss all of you. This is what we got. Who we got? Seriously, where the hell did you find this? eBay. Baby. Why are you asking? It's the internet, Ben. You can get anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to our audience. If you stuck around this long, which I hope you did. Um, Thank you guys. Thank you everyone who watched our live streams. Those were new to us. um, And it looks like we'll have to start, we'll have to keep continuing them in the new year when we come back. Um, But hopefully not for much longer. It seems Uh, like potentially just maybe a couple more months. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we can get back to recording in person again. Um, but thank you to our audience who watched our live shows. Mag, you're great watching the whole thing every week. MVP. Um, thank you to our new subscribers on on uh, YouTube. We got to over 100 subscribers this year on YouTube. That was excellent. That was incredibly exciting. Um, thank you to anyone who listens to the show, uh, who continues to listen to the show even during this pandemic. I know it's difficult to listen to podcasts when you're not commuting a lot of the time because that's a big time to listen to podcasts but if you still listen if you're stuck with us we really appreciate it we love all of you um thank you so much for continuing to support us in another year i love you guys i also appreciate them fans yeah. fans and friends all the same mm-hmm. um and thank you guys for putting up with all of uh thank you guys uh for putting up with all of my shit this pandemic as i freaked out every week oh, <laughs> easy money um so yeah that's 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 another year down guys we're in the futures 2021 yep this is this is the last this is probably the last thing that's going to come out or maybe not who knows we'll see in the new year for sure yeah um we'll be back next year in 2021 with a best of the year uh we do those every year yeah we do so, and then we'll probably catch up on some review specials if we have the time, uh, because Wonder Woman and Soul will have come out tomorrow, if you're watching this on Christmas Eve. Um, probably Wonder Woman. 
promising young woman. Uh, there's Lupin. Oh, Lupin! Lupin! Yeah. So a lot of lot of stuff coming out uh, that we will catch up on hopefully in January, and we will attempt to. Um, so yeah, that that's it for the year, guys. We did it again. Another year in the train. Um. All right. Thank you to everyone who watched this thing. Make sure to like this video. Make sure to subscribe to this channel. Tell your friends. We love it. Um, thank you to everyone who watched. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, I hope you guys all had a happy Christmas or will have a happy Christmas. Hope you got everything you wanted. Hope your family is safe. Hope you're safe. Um, all that all that jazz. Um, and if you're in not in America, good job with defeating this virus that we haven't. Um <laughs> Right. What did I say next? Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci for our theme music uh, and our and your continued collaboration over the year, uh, over the years. Um, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, at uh, facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subpod Podcast. Um, you can find it on iTunes as well. Thanks, Mike Matola. Mike Matola rocks. We love you. We're sorry we couldn't get you into December um but we may have a surprise for you coming soon fit you in in january you're not watching this i'm sure but if you if you happen to you got a surprise <laughs> um but we yeah we love Mike. by now <laughs> what would you say if we haven't already told him by now <laughs> um but yeah he's great he did all of our logos for miscellaneous picture book club and Victor podcast uh it was awesome that he was able to do it during the pandemic for Victor book club He's a great guy at Mike Patola. Um, sucks that we couldn't get another Mike's possible movie trivia challenge at Com- at LA Comic Con, which happened last year. Yeah, yeah, but that was fun. That was fun. That was um, thanks just to everyone who collaborated with us during the pandemic, uh, before the pandemic. Um, I know there wasn't a whole lot because we couldn't get a bunch of people, but we had Michael Morisi come in, uh, talk about his book, Wasted Space. Ryan jumped into the Downright Annoyed gang. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, there's a whole new bunch of dudes I talk about movies with now, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Th- uh, thanks to the Downright Annoyed group. You guys rule. All of those podcasts, just a little podcast, Downright Nerdy, even though you're not on the air right now. Bored, uh, just Annoyed. Um, Paul's. Pinky's out. Paul's, Pinky's out. Uh, he's with CBSI Interactive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pinky's out. Uh, just a little podcast. All wonderful people. Yes. Yeah, so check out all those shows. Check out the Downright Annoyed. Um, I think you've just done a Christmas Carol for Downright Annoyed. We are doing it tomorrow, actually, because we'd be. No, no, no. This is coming out Christmas Eve. Ooh, I've already recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> from Ken from Peaky's Out, he made he made uh, coasters of all of our logos. It's just super oh. nice. Great guy. Wonderful yeah, guy. that's really cool. Um, of course, thank you to our collaborators that we didn't get to see this year, like Ken Napsok, uh, Jen Budstrom, the Keithy for self. Um, yeah. Uh, so did many. we have the Googs on this year? Did we mention the Googs? We did have the Googs. We did we have Guggenheim on the show. Yes. Talk about uh, the crisis. Crisis on Infinite Earth started and ended this year. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> uh, we had Mark Guggenheim uh, on the show talking uh, to talk to us about it. That was Beautiful. cool. Oh, yeah, Love Mark I, Guggenheim. It, uh, the only convention I went to was Anime Impulse, and I got to meet uh, Ben Lepley, the voice actor of Dudu. Yes. And I got to dinner, interview him. Hell yeah. Yeah, so we still a lot of cool people on here, uh, a lot of fun stuff that we did. So thank you to everyone for that. Um, I hope I mentioned everyone. If not, thank you to everyone who I didn't mention. Uh, you are no less special to us. 
Um, so, all right, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. That's not where I go first. I say make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, and I will continue to be for the rest of the year. Ben? I'm on the internet because normally you say my name. I thought you were going to keep going. I forgot. You can find me apparently playing with a whole bunch of Tiger electronic video games that these guys got me for Christmas at Ben Magnet 27. Also, if you like old school video games, I write for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. That's a new article should be coming out tomorrow because I had I have something planned. No, no. It's Christmas. No, no, no. It is. I could hold it off and something could pop up on I could write it. I wrote it earlier and it's mm. popping up on Christmas. Okay. This is, so, this is uh, too for me. I can't handle it. No. Ha 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 ha. much inversion. <laughs> uh sparks uh you can find me celebrating the homies at sparks witty on instagram and twitter s-p-a-r-k-z witty ryan you can find me at dj tony snark everywhere check me out playing skyrim at twitch.com dj tony snark 616 all right if you listen to the audio make sure to tell your friends to like this video on itunes on google play on spotify on iHeartRadio, on amazon music and podcasts rate review we we love a review. Oh, you're bringing back the Zune joke? Zune Marketplace. I'm bringing it back. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, we can uh, uh, make sure to rate Make sure to rate and review. Sorry. Make sure to rate and review. Uh, that helps a lot with the show. Um, we have a Patreon. I forgot to mention all of our Patreon and TeePublics. Ah, oh, you're here now. This is not easy when I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> you're doing really good. I'll tell you. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Um, five dollars here, or you could find us on T Public. We have a bunch of shirts on T Public. We didn't get a Christmas shirt out. Uh, some some stuff happened over on over on our artist end. Uh, maybe next year. Stay tuned for that. It we're really excited about what it could potentially look like. Um, but we have some other cool shirts like Bread and Butter, like Fickner Book Club, like all the Mike Batola stuff. Um, and then we have our website at www.fakenerdpodcast.com. You can find all the links there. We have Crafted by Z Mass. The pandemic may be coming to an end in a couple of months, but that's still a couple of months that you need to wear your mask. So wear a Fake Nerd Podcast mask. You can find it at Crafted by Z on Instagram or on Etsy. Okay, that's it. Until next year, gentlemen. Until next year, listeners. Until next year, watchers. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'm almost done. It doesn't snow in California. Unless you're in Big Bear. <laughs> no, right there on this mountain. I, I, I can't get there right now. I can't I probably could. You could. That's where we're making swamp lifts. It snows. Listen, if I can't walk there, it doesn't exist. That oh, means that's only, only 7-Eleven only exists. Only 7-Eleven exists. <laughs> it's my church and my temple.